Is what? it supposed to do the whole page over again? No, it's we're live, buddy. Oh, I'm not live yet, are we? This is ridiculous. Yep, we're live, pal. On the Facebook? Yes, pal. How the what the fuck happened? I don't even know what happened. I'm not on the page anymore. I don't understand this. Well, I don't understand we're this. Live, right, but I'll pal. take your word for it. I, if we're live, we're it's live. to say, uh, yeah, we're live. I just don't understand how you don't understand that we're live. <laughs> because I'm no longer on the page. I don't know what happened. This is ridiculous. No, I, I am watching it. I am looking at it in front of me and to the right of me. I can see it. You're just giving a thumbs up because there's probably a delay. That's key. Okay, there we are. We're good. Got some uh, fig purchases and some raffle winnings to let you know about. Oh, oh, do you now? Oh yeah, oh yeah, big time stuff. Goddamn! Actually, you know what? Actually, one of them one of them was a bit of a disappointment. But For who? I had to do it. I bought. I had. I, I. I couldn't believe I never had this. Mister Perfect Series Three Yellow Tights Hasbro. Okay. Never had it. Bought it on the live major pod show. Terrible shape. Sixty bucks. I'm throwing it away. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, uh, spontaneous eBay buy. I got the Legends Eight, uh, Jake Roberts, for our past guests of the pod. Which one? Which one? Not the, see. I'm not sure which one the chase is. The chase is the green, right? Yes, I believe so. I I, so I got the regular twenty five bucks from Hummer. Not with, bad with the purple. Purple, nice. But you know, I needed them for the past guest Mattel's or whatever uh, figure collection, even though I already had the Hasbro. Um, and then I got, I went a raffle. No, I want to talk about this on the show, actually. All right. Well, Kevin wants to talk about all this on the show. Oh, which I guess we're kind of doing already. But... We are. We got a huge show. <laughs> we got Vince Averill from We Watch Wrestling joining us. Uh, we got uh, Papa Shango was on Monday Night Raw. Uh, yes. Or at least his voodoo was. Uh, tons, tons of New Japan, new tons, tons. Oh boy, of new I could Japan see, I could wrestling. see your eyes beaming right through me. A big week for AEW. Uh, I just finished watching Ring of Honor. We got new tag team champions. Uh, NWA might be coming back. So that we got a lot, we got a lot, and it's all next episode five twenty two, the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast here on Facebook Live in your podcasting ears wherever you listen to podcasting and uh, oh. if you're live on the rant thanks for listening to us live thank you someone should have cut me off a while ago no you're fine the following is a presentation of the shining wizards network broadcasting live on rantiumradio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at shiningwizards.com follow us on social media at wizards podcast check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Hey, I got this mark coming up to me when I'm trying to leave this place. I've made God knows how much money off of these fat losers on merch money, on my fee, and right now you are listening to just another reason why I get paid as this guy hands me a 50. My name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I'm better than you and you know it. And you are listening to the Shining Wizards podcast, unfortunately. What's up, fuckers? I love the big package. And he's got those smelly balls. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> fucking loser. Fuck the Shining Wizards.
Welcome, everyone, once again to your Monday Night Delight. We are the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, coming to you live on the Facebook, Facebook Live, coming to you to your ears live on the rant, rantmradio.com, and coming to you in podcast form, because who doesn't like to take us with them wherever they go? But of course, as you know, for 522 episodes now, it's Wrestling Talk. And talk about wrestling. Tony. Matt. Kevin. Oh, baby. What's going on, boys? How you been? Choking. Oh. Choking on margarita and water. Look at you. That's how That's how I start every Monday, Matt. So Choking on margaritas uh, and water. I don't know. It's got, maybe there's a lot of cat dander up here. Dander? Um, I got fucking two cats running around like maniacs in here. Well, what is dander? Like their, their fur. It's like their fur and their dead skin cells and everything else that falls off of cats. So is it like what's good for the goose is good for the dander? I hope not. You know what? Okay. Rando piece of it looked like deer fur in my driveway when I came home today. Your cat's hunting deer. My cats don't go outside. Ooh. Is a deer spying on you? That poor cat. What the? Oh, my God. I just thought you Matt- ripped a cat like that. I didn't realize you threw something at the cat. I didn't throw that anything literally just cat. launched a cat a football field's length <laughs> away. I didn't launch. From- now she thinks we're playing. Oh, no. Oh, wait. So you threw something at the cat. You didn't throw the cat. I swiped her with this monkey pillow. See, right? Like, I thought you just fucking yeeted your cat out of the room. No. (laughs) No. I've been up. I've been here since like four o'clock. I put a bunch of new pictures up behind me. I watched a bunch of wrestling. No, no sign of the cat. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. I set up. I get my margaritas. I get my water. Here she comes. Now she was all over me like white on rice. I'm telling you, man, they, they know when you record a podcast. They want to be, listen, they want the rub from the Shining Wizards. Nelly's getting the rub. Bergman is, is sharing fucking cat butthole cookie cutters on Twitter. This reminded me of Nelly because her butthole's always on the screen. Ironically enough, Kate used said cookie cutter and made cookies for Christmas for me of a cat butthole. Get out of here. Yeah. She Same made me- cat all right, first of all, we have a name for the show, Cat Butthole Cookies. Um, second of all, she made you cat. Was there any filling for the butthole? No, no. It's just a shape of a, It's like the back of a cat with his tail and then a little like star where the butthole is. Out of all the buttholes, would you say that the cat's is the most noticeable in animals? Uh, I was gonna say delectable. No, I'm not. We're not. We're not eating cat butt, Tony. No. Ew, Apparently, man. Matt did for Christmas. That's true. No, you know what? I never ate a single cookie. Rhiannon ate all the cookies. Wow, oh, that's how Rhiannon gets down. Just threw her right under the cat butt. Do I, look, so wait. Do I look? Would like you say? Would you say cookies? that the cat butthole is the it, most noticeable? If you're talking most... about a domesticated animal, then yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Tony, can you can you just can you think of another butthole? More uh, pronounced, Kevin. Kevin be, be, animal? Before he answers this, I just want you to know. Okay. You literally just threw him the biggest softball in the air. Don't be disappointed or disgusted with whatever nasty, fucked up thing Tony says to answer your question. Well, if we're saying domestic, uh, that's a very good point, Matt. Damn. All right. Probably not. Like, like a deer would have the most exposed butthole. No, because they got that little fuzzy tail that stands straight up. Hmm. What about a rabbit? Yeah, but rabbits are usually sitting down kind of like when they when they're like stopped. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I feel weird. like rabbits are very gentle poopers. 
Yeah, but they like to fuck, so. Well, I mean, the rabbits. Maybe everything's loose down there. I I mean, I don't think that's how you make babies, Tony. But I wonder how many rabbits make a mistake and just fucking go to town, you know? I think they're smarter than that. Uh, They must be. There's hundreds of thousands of rabbits popping over all over the place all the time. That's true. Yeah. All right. So this is a great start to the show. Always. Hundreds of thousands of rabbits, huh? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Can, uh, can I ask a question? Sure. Well, Matt, I want to shout out Matt for this beautiful, beautiful Owen Hart shirt that I got for Christmas. And I totally, it was in like a box that I totally forgot. And when I found it, Matt, it was like Christmas again. It was incredible. I know that feeling. And I am super stoked about it. I'm all, I'm got my pink and black Zubaz, got my Calgary Flames hat. I'm all Calgaryed out, baby. I've got my dropped pie shirt. So I'm repping Mikey. I see assholes representing fucking switchblade Jay White over here. Again. Fucking douche nozzle. You like the poster? Look at that. Look at that right there. Ah, yeah. So what do you got back there, Matt? For those not watching, you have, I see you changed the background. Tony, did you change your background? (laughs) Yeah, I always do every week. Okay. Well, I had this. So this I've won. This is now my room. This is my wrestling room. Uh, and I got rid of, I, I packed up all my bobbleheads for the time being, and now there's all wrestling figures and wrestling stuff uh, on this side of the room. And Rhiannon hung up a bunch of my uh, wrestling stuff that was in the closet, even that goofy Iron Cheek thing that Tony gave me that I never in a million years would hang up. But uh, she thought I wanted it hung up, so she did. Uh, so I got this Switchblade poster from Pro Wrestling Tees, and I went out and got a frame for it. Uh, and then I have all these 8 by 10s so I said, oh, let me hang some of these eight by tens up. So uh, up top there is a, is a Hulk Hogan from like nineteen, my first ever uh, wrestling show that I went to. That's like a nineteen eighty four Hulk Hogan eight by ten. Wow! Says, did like, they sell that there, or did you go with that? No, I think they sold it there. It says ninth WWF champion on the back or on the front, and on the back, I either someone signed it or someone made a fake autograph. The Flying Irishman. I don't know if that's a real person. That's right. Sounds that was, yeah, that was right. That was that was Hulk Hogan's opponent that night, Matt. Uh, underneath that is a Juice Robinson autograph. All right, uh, All right. Juice my, Robinson, right under the Hulkster. Behind my big head is an Adam Cole one. Did you see that? Uh, to the left of that is a Hangman Adam Page. Uh, above him is a Chris Jericho. See that? And then that is the franchise Shane Douglas up there. Star-studded roster. Well, I have a lot more, but like I have a Macho Man one, but it's not eight by ten, so I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna bend that. I gotta get a bigger frame for that. But I'll have them in the book. But now that I have the room, that's gonna be Matt. I'm telling you right now, with the stuff that you have, that I know that you have, and the stuff and the space that you now have, this could be one of the most epic, like wrestling tribute rooms of all time. Like you could be like the Conrad Thompson of, of 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 this. Oh, well, I mean of our. You know, not even gauge. Cool. I guess you can say. Oh, come on, you got much more shit behind you than Matt's displaying right now. Oh, you just started. When you get yourself started, it's hard to stop. Hey, can I ask a question real quick? Sure, sure. We have a guest tonight, don't we? Yes. And oh. you want to tell the people who's going to be calling oh, God, us? Yeah. Uh, uh, Vince Avril will be joining yeah. us from the We Watch Wrestling podcast. We Watch Wrestling. Very funny guy. Many uh, mutual friends in the old comedy biz. So I'm looking forward to to talk. Oh. He's right here. Oh, looking forward to him. He's right here with us. <laughs> Look at that. 
Yo, what's going on? Vince, how are you? Good, man. How are you guys? Good. We were actually just talking about our backgrounds. Uh, okay. You might have the most wrestling background ever. Um, How's that? At, well, Tony didn't announce it yet, but we're doing the Valet 32 uh, Shining Wizards tournament. And okay. that looks like it could have been a pattern on maybe like a ah. Velvet McIntyre. Reaching oh. here, buddy. Am I? Well, I- <laughs> I don't, I'm not totally sure what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's talking about either. First of all, Velvet McIntyre is not a valet. She's a wrestler. So oh, there. my apologies. I forget. You know what? The valet wrestler thing, there's a couple women in this tournament, Tony, that cross. A couple? Over. I'd a say lot. close to half of them, actually. You, when right, you're talking so- about like, like uh, women, especially involved in WWF, you know, like around the Attitude Era, they, they made them wrestle every other week. A lot of them should have never wrestled. All right, but we're completely off the rails already. But this is Vince we Averill. We Watch Wrestling Podcast at We Watch W Podcast on the Twitter machine. Every Wednesday, 3.16 a.m. it drops. Him, Matt McCarthy. Uh, it is quite an entertaining podcast. I highly it recommend really you check it out. Thank you. I appreciate that. And they are. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to be here. Uh, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I understand you do another podcast Monday nights, right? Yeah, I've, I have a show called Monday Night Beers now, which is just the the Monday night beer drinking session that we were doing anyway. We just decided to put it to uh, to record, start recording it, but um, it worked out. We did it yesterday, so it's uh, it's Monday when the people listen. It's Sunday when we did it this week. It's uh, perfectly good. And That's depending an on how many beers idea. you drink, it you know it doesn't matter if the listeners are playing along. That's right. That's right. Also, any night of the week will do. We are also drinking. Uh, I would say though any any uh f- any female uh in in the attitude era you know wrestling that's that's a bit of a stretch you know what like a lot of times right it was it was a lot of pillows and a lot of lingerie and yeah. things that not not a lot of not a lot of holds but um but yeah it wasn't a great time for ladies in wrestling yeah and and that that's a good point i mean it it got more ladies involved in the business but do we dare say not probably for the better uh, I mean, it, it eventually turned into like Trish Stratus started as a valet and was total, you know, eye candy, this and that, and ended up being arguably one of the best female wrestlers of all time. Uh, Lita started the same way, even though she started prior to that as a as a wrestler in ECW. So you can kind of make the case for both, no? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, there's there there was some wrestling, like uh, certainly. I just mean generally, like. Uh... Not not as we not as we think about it now. Not not in WWE. I mean, there was obviously Japan. There was women oh, wrestling at a level that's beyond maybe even what we're seeing now here. But but yeah. Uh, but I'm sorry. So you when I when I hopped on and I and I apologize. Maybe my audio didn't click in correctly or whatever. But um. So you were talking about my wrestling background or my. He literally meant what's behind you. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, yes, very, very trippy. Not intentionally so, but uh, <laughs> yes, um, a lot of yeah, a lot of birds and flowers. No, I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's it, it's uh it's it's cool. It's weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I did see the. So you you haven't announced it, but I there you did put the brackets out, right? Or did you just? I saw those. Yeah. Yeah, the black the brackets the brackets were released. <laughs> uh, I think I released them earlier this morning because the tournament does start tomorrow at noon. Okay. Uh, so what I did was. It, it was really tough to try to come up with 64 women who like dabbled in being valets. So we cut it to 32. So what I did was we were actually spreading the first round of the tournament 
over two weeks, which I think it gives more people a chance to, you know, settle in. We're doing two matchups a day over the next four days and the next week, you know, the next four days, uh, just to kind of spread it out and get people more involved. You know, if, if you're seeing it every day, you're more likely not to miss something. Because yeah. I know when we've done 64 tournaments before, you know, sometimes there'll be like three or four matchups in a day and it's kind of hard to keep track and like, you know, because the feeds are constantly moving. We do get a lot of involvement. So kind of wanted to spread this one out, you know, for two reasons. So, yeah, the brackets are out there now. Yeah, I, I, it's it seems like a good idea because I feel like every time I'm going through my timeline, I'm like, wait a minute, this is from a day and a half ago, you know, like whatever I'm looking at. So a lot of times, yeah, you got to give people time to 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 catch up and and see your posts. I guess you yeah. know. Yeah, if if you don't keep hitting that most recent on the left, then then you're just fucked. You're fucked or, all yeah. the way around. Or if you're an old man like me and you don't even know to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'm hel- I'm here for you, man. I'm here I to help you. It. There you go. There you go. So tell me more about this beer podcast. Oh, I mean, literally. So me and some buddies, we would go to the bar every Monday and hang out. And so there was just a point where we were like, why don't we just, I mean, you know, we're just talking about shit and um, we just started, we started recording it. And so initially it was on zoom because we couldn't leave really couldn't go anywhere. And then more recently we've been able to sort of meet up in like a park setting where everyone sort of is spaced outside, you know, to do it. But um, we take questions from people, you know, like, um, you know, stupid stuff most and I, I don't mean to say stupid but it's not it's not wrestling at all it's like okay. um you know what's the uh like what's the best chicken sandwich in fast food or what's like you know would oh, you per- rather burger you know, king hands down the og one the long og oh yeah you got yeah 100 yeah. also maybe the only fa- i don't mean to take now we're now i'm taking you guys off topic but uh burger king chicken sandwich also like one of the only fast food items that i feel like is exactly the same as the first time i had it you know like I Same feel like size, I, yeah. I, I had a, I had a time in my life where I literally ate that sandwich like four times a week, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I, I felt that at some point they added like way more salt to it. But okay. like that could that could just be like fast food in general. Like maybe they just do that sure. to make you want to come back and want more. But I'm telling you right now, hands down, best chicken sandwich uh, ever. I know Matt looks like he wants to chime in here as well. Well, I know what Tony's gonna say because Tony lives <laughs> and dies by the Chick Fil A. Okay. Chick fil A is good. Now, I've. Well, Popeyes makes a damn good sandwich, too. See, I've I... never had it. I still haven't had the Popeyes. Neither so. have I. Wendy's spicy, uh, spicy chicken sandwich, also very good. Top rated. You know who else makes a good one? And they're hard to find these days because they hardly exist anymore. Roy Rogers Gold Rush sandwich. That's oh. a fantastic chicken sandwich. Okay. And I, do you remember Burger King? I don't know if they do anymore, but there would be like a, a, a time in the year where there would be they would take that sandwich and it would be like they would add like tomato sauce and Parmesan or they yep. would do like the French one that was like <laughs> ham and whatever and shit. Yeah, yeah, they did like three different varieties. You're absolutely right. I forget yeah. what the other ones are, but the, the Parmesan yeah. one stands out. But yeah, sure. they used to do that periodically with, with three different varieties. Good stuff. I pulled it out, man. And Vince, just to give you an idea, before you joined us, we were talking about uh, what uh animal has the most recognizable butthole so we are literally all over the place because okay that's good to know my cat is constantly at some point and i know you are a cat dad um, sure uh, at some point my cat will jump on the table and i will shoo her away but not before she about faces and make sure her asshole is in the camera's view so and so is it your opinion that the cat the cat butthole is the most uh recognizable 
I think from a from a domestic animal uh, standpoint, yes, I think so. Well, probably just because the tail is so routinely oh, yes. up, right? It's just it's just a uh, mere uh, ability to be seen. That's right. <laughs> that no, but, it, but that 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 contri- that's a factor that yeah. contributes to the you know the the viewability of the of the the hole. Yeah, and you know the the pug. Uh, I've Ooh. always heard pugs have problems with anal leakage, and I don't Ooh. you know uh, I don't know if that's true across the board. If I'm generalizing, but I I heard that at one point. And I kind of swore off pugs at that at, at, at that you know to never maybe have one of those. But a lot a lot of pugs actually listen to this show, so we are. Oh oh yes, yeah, I'm gonna get myself screwed. in trouble. Yes, <laughs> it's, not, it's not one of those deals where like you have to squeeze their glands every once in a while. Because I I've watched some that's of the, every dog. We see I've watched some of those pet shows like the like the Alaskan vets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they show those every once in a while. Ugh. No, I mean when you t- if you take your dog to the groomer regularly, like your dog's anal glands probably need to be expressed like once a month or something, as far as I understand it. I love how it's Otherwise, cool. you get them dragging their ass on the floor and all that business. Yeah. Kind of like what Matt does. I do it <laughs> at least twice a day. So that's what causes that. I yeah. never do that. Yeah, yeah, I prefer the linoleum versus the hardwood floor. It's just more yeah. gentle. I knock the carpet; it gets right up in there. Because mm. then I have to clean it, and I have to explain to the wife why. And I can't. There's only so many times you can blame the cat before she like. She's like, rug burn, a, dude. That's, that's, a, that's the answer. Rug burn is the problem. There. Yeah, and then she's like, "That's a six foot schmear of shit." The cat isn't doing that. Got to get yourself a Hoover, dude. One of those wet vacs. We got one of those, but it's too. Look, you know me. <laughs> yeah, I, I trust. Yeah, I, yeah, I fill it. I turn it on. It doesn't do it. I get pissed. I throw the fucking thing. Now there's what? Now there's water everywhere. Forget. It's a disaster. So. Tony, I know I missed this conversation, but are you in like a screening room? It looks like you're just in a recliner surrounded by recliners. Yeah, pretty much. This, 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 when we were getting together pre like the nasties was oh, wow. the studio and I'm just kind of facing away from where I would normally be facing. So. Very nice. Yeah. Studio A is, uh, it's nice digs, oh, man. Lonely. Nice digs. Yeah. But it's okay. been kind of lonely the past year, you know, yeah. we digress. But that's what we love to do on this show. It's a good point. Now, Vince, you're sandwiches ma- and cat butts. That's it. Now, you're a man <laughs> of many podcasts, Vince. How are you and Matt dealing with the, the the pandemic? And have you gotten used to doing your podcasts over Zoom or Skype or whatever you guys are doing it over? Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, I think one benefit is that there's only two of us. So it's a lot easier with with the Zoom, you know, because even when I was doing beers and that over over Zoom, you know, it, it gets more difficult, the more people. But um yeah it's it it doesn't feel really weird anymore it's just like you know it's been a year of doing it this way and and it sounds the way it should sound and so i think we're just kind of that more more than anything is like him and i would would travel to shows like regularly and so not not only have we not been at a live wrestling show at all but we just haven't been on the road or anything it's that's that's kind of the weird piece but i didn't want to ask you this oh sorry kev no, it's all right. In in a world where it seems like anyone that's ever actually been in the business, and obviously we know the history of, of what you and Matt have done, how do you feel like podcasts, like we've been around for almost 10 years, and we still find it sometimes tough to stay relevant in people's rotations when you have, you know, the Conrad Thompson empire and you have the, um, everyone that has a podcast now sure. that's ever been in the business. How do you find it easy or hard or either one? to to keep yourself relevant in somebody's podcast rotation i ain't got no fucking clue dude i think uh, <laughs> we just like you know 
from the minute we started, it was just like, I don't know if anybody will give a shit or not, but it's fun and we're going to do it anyway. And that's like when Tom left, it was the same thing. It's like, do we keep going? It's like, well, we're going to talk about wrestling with each other. So we might as well just keep recording it. And so I think it's what it is, is just like, you know, I'm sure if you guys have been around for 10 years, it's like you enjoy doing it. You have a chemistry. It's fun. And so then, you know, people are drawn to it and hopefully they tell somebody else or whatever the other mechanism is to like gain more people or bring more people to it. But um, other than that, just keep doing it is, is the only secret that <laughs> I, that I know, you know? No, absolutely. Look, I say it all the time. Like I'm almost 40. I know Tony's a little older. Like I know a lot of people my age that don't get to see their friends. And uh, I, you know, pre pandemic, we got together once a week, you know, to drink and talk wrestling and bullshit and have a good time. And, and, you know, no, you can't put a price on that when it comes to hanging out with your friends and just and just bullshit. And so the fact that my wife busts my balls all the time, she said, I can't believe people listen to you. <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because a lot I, I feel like we get a lot of people who are like, I don't have any friends who are into wrestling. And so I sort of just listen. And it's like I'm, you know, involved in a conversation about it because I have no other outlet or whatever. Yeah, it makes sense. We've we've managed to build a nice little community of uh of wrestling fans that are very active uh, with the podcast and in our discord. And it's, we've created a nice little community and uh, it's just, just an extra bonus. I didn't know about, we watch wrestling uh, until I was in the car with my wife who was listening to your wife's podcast. Sure. Uh, and if you're not familiar, uh, Vince's wife, Georgia does my favorite murder, which is an unbelievable po- If you're a murderino, you know, but if you're not, you should definitely check it out. It's a fantastic murder podcast. But uh, once I heard Georgia talk about it, I was like, I got to check out Vince's podcast. And, and I've been listening ever since. And that's probably been like a year and change now. Yeah, we definitely we definitely have gotten a little bit of a rub from them. No doubt about it. <laughs> you know, they got they got a couple of listeners over there on that one. Just a couple. I left my phone on the table the other night after I tweeted you were going to be on the show. And mm-hmm. Marty uh, Hardstark retweeted and my wife saw. She was oh, like, yeah. what? What? And I'm like, yeah. you don't want to you don't want to. You don't want me to tell you about my stuff, so I'm not going to tell you that Vince is yeah, going to be on the show. Father-in-law is very supportive. He's a very supportive man. That's so awesome. you guys started, like you said, just talking wrestling. Did you see that it would become uh, as popular as it is? I mean, you you guys were doing shows around uh, WrestleMania time at the WrestleCons and everything. No, I mean, I think, like I said, like we just started doing it, and it, like, you know, uh, I we don't we don't really look at the numbers anymore, but because we're not like on a proper network right now we kind of just do our patreon and then we put our show out every week obviously but because there aren't ads to sell we don't concern ourselves so much with how many people are listening but um it was just sort of you know casually growing and um and i think the other part of it is just my sort of background in in like hardcore and punk and doing shit yourself so i was like well okay it costs this much money to have a table at WrestleCon, so let's just do that and and try to figure out if it ultimately is worth the the layout of the money and then just finding like a bar or whatever venue to to just do a live show and you know like i don't think we've ever had more than 80 or 100 people at one of our shows but that's not like how it plays online you know like like oh fuck they did a show at this fucking venue in chicago and then the mind is left to decide how how big or small that venue was and it doesn't matter i mean it it was it's still a great time we still made the money we've never we've always broke even or made a little bit of money but i just mean to say like you just gotta do shit you know and and 
people will come or they won't, but you'll, you'll figure it out. Like, you know, when we do these shows in LA for our anniversaries and shit, a lot of times there's like 50 people maybe, or something like that, which isn't like gangbusters, but it's still a fun room full of people who are there to see you. So it's always going to have a good, good vibe, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think the conversation Georgia was doing a different podcast at the time, but when Matt, I moved out here and then Matt was already here and Tom wanted to do the show and they asked me and I was sort of like, I don't know why the fuck do I want to do this? Like who gives a shit, (laughs) you know? And then, and then it's like, well, you know, it doesn't matter if it like, those, those are the things I feel like that a lot of times work out are the ones that you just do them and you're like, this probably won't be anything, but uh, it's fun and whatever. And you do it. And then I think that's what sort of resonates with people, you know? We've, like, we've done a, a handful of live shows in our tenure and uh, we did find that as, you know, we got on, as we progressed, uh, they did get better. Um, you know, you get more comfortable and, you know, more people come out, you've got a, be- a bigger name. So you get a little bit of a better crowd and, you know, you kind of figure out your, your groove because it yeah. is a little different doing it live as it is, you know, opposed to just, you know, us just sitting around. What was that like for you? Like you going out to do your first live show, uh, were there nerves? Did you have a game plan? Did you figure, let's just do what we normally do? Did that were you work? Drunk? Did not work? Yeah. Were you, were you imbibing <laughs> quite a bit? Or? You know, um, well, so th- this was still when Tom was on the show and the three of us are all, you know, had been stand up comics for years, you know? And so I think in that regard, it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of too much nerves about going on stage other than like, for me at least go in now there's two other guys up here. So, you know, I, 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 there was definitely times I think early on where I was like, damn, like I don't, my whole thing has never been whatever my, whatever the reason I became a stand-up comic was never so much about like, I need people to like look at me or pay attention to me. And, and this is nothing I wouldn't say to Tom's face or whatever, but like different people have different vibes. And so I think more than anything else, just getting used to at first, like, how much um, maybe those guys were going to try to go for a laugh rather than just doing our show. And we even had to have a conversation. Like as we started to go, it's like, look, man, let's just do the fucking show. And the last will come because it's funny, but like, we don't have to treat it like, cause you know, as a comic, you get on stage and you're like, okay, fuck. Like when's the last time somebody fucking laughed, you know, (laughs) and you're you're like kind of going for that. And so especially like the first time we went to New York, man, like, cause New York crowd's different and that's where we came up too. But because it wasn't a stand-up show and like, it was just a different vibe. And, and it like, I think at first we were kind of like, oh man, do they, they, maybe they don't like us or something, but, but um, anyway, yeah, that was a long way of saying like, um, yeah, you just have to find, you just have to figure out, right. What it's going to be. And, and I think ultimately you just try to do your show. And, and what you're saying reminds me a lot of, of stuff about long form improv. Cause I'm a, I'm a comedian as well. Okay. Uh, so, um, well, you know, whatever give or take um and, and so like it kind of just like don't immediately just go for the laugh you have to tell your story and be yourself and then eventually it'll come to you organically so to me like the live podcast is like that but the only thing is with the live podcast is you're actually you have topics to like talk about like you're yeah. there to, to discuss something and if you don't get uh, like and it's it, it's also tough because like you want to be funny but you also want to get what you want to say out there so to me, it, the similarities between live podcast and I didn't think about it till you just said it and long form improv because I took classes at UCB like everyone, everyone else and, mm-hmm. and uh, whatever, that is what it is. But do you see that correlation like I kind of do here now? Yeah, no, for sure. It's just like, but, but, but yeah, I think that ultimately, 
if, if you have some reason to believe that people are entertained by your show and, and sometimes they laugh or sometimes they're informed or sometimes they're whatever, like, yeah, you just, it's, it's not good to go up and then just be like, like I, you know, you're just doing bits rather than just talking about wrestling and being yourself. But no, that's, that's, that's spot on. I mean, sometimes here for like us doing this show, sometimes like, I feel like sometimes the the laughs help. Like, and if you just want to just shoot for like a laugh and like, you just want to chime in with a line, I think that definitely helps in terms of, of what you, uh, you know, what you want to do and you, you want to make people laugh at some point, you know? Yeah, it's just different when people are looking at you, you know, <laughs> when you're like, there's a room of people looking at you and you're going like, okay, this feels a little different. Like, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. I haven't heard any response in a little while, but uh, are you got you guys are all in on the East Coast? We're all Jersey. All Jersey. Oh, okay. Right yeah. on. Dirty so I spent, Jersey. I spent Taylor, a lot of time. Taylor Ham, me. Taylor Pork oh, Roll. What are we doing? Taylor, Taylor Ham. Taylor Ham. We're up north, man. Okay. Yeah, we're not yeah, down. I spent, a, I spent a lot of time in New York uh, doing shows with guys like... Uh, you know Mark Norman and Sam oh, right on. And, and all those guys. Like when I was like yeah. really young, and th- those guys were like okay. they weren't where they are now yet, and it's just like yeah. insane to see where those guys are. Yeah, Joe Mack well, and Michael okay. Che, all those guys. Sure. Yeah. Now, Vince, I didn't want to tell you before setting this up. You have some big shoes to fill. Last week we had Tombstone Jesus on the show, and I know what you're thinking. Okay. Fuck, man, Tombstone Jesus. But I think you're you're okay. But I don't want to put okay. the pressure on. Because tomb to- Tombstone Jesus, easy for me to say, mm-hmm. uh, he was, if you're looking for an interview, my friend, he's out in Utah, fucking okay. mountain mountain metal, pro wrestler, Tombstone Jesus is your guy. Oh, boy. All right. Listen, man, I, I can only be myself, and uh, I hope it, uh, when it's all said and done that, that I was able to provide something even close to what Tombstone Jesus brought to the table. I think you, I think you will, because I, I, listening to the podcast, I know you're a big New Japan guy, uh, mm-hmm. and you and Tony share a very similar love for Tanahashi and his awful, Tanahashi. awful, awful fucking hair. His hair is atrocious. Fuck off, awful hair. His hair, he, his hair was all, this weekend um, castle attack. His hair looked awful. His hair was on point. I don't know what you're. Talking I got a thing about, for but... guys' hairs. I don't know what it is, but his hair is awful. Well, you, I mean, you're, but you're clearly off base. So I don't know what, what your thing about guys here is. And I don't know why you would bring me on here and then try to just, uh, you know, uh, insult me. I'm but, not uh... insulting you. No, 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 no. His Tanahashi, different story. Um, well, maybe, you know, definitely up in the conversation of the greatest of all time. And, uh, and I, I could not be more excited that he, uh, has won another major championship and he has gone on record as saying he intends to try to bring it up to the level of the IWGP. And I have no reason to believe that he won't. Do you think that was new Japan's play when they decided to, uh, and we haven't really talked about it, but they are, they are, uh, Holy shit! What's the fucking they're doing world? away? They're merging the championship. Yes, they're merging the IWGP mm-hmm. Heavyweight Championship and the Intercontinental. They're going to make it the IWGP World Championship. Right. And Tanahashi said after he beat the Great Okan that this is his opportunity to rate. And of course, I mean, there's no better guy to do it. But uh, how do you feel about them doing away with the IC t- uh, Championship? I don't really care because I mean, it's like less belts is is better anyway. But what I the 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 bigger concern to me or the question mark is is um well R.I.P. the question mark yeah. but uh is why would you fucking essentially bury Tanahashi for over a year 
and then put this belt on him and you know i mean the thing is it's still tanahashi and and i have no doubt that he's like he's he's got no dirt on him he can fucking do whatever he wants but it's still just strange that that he just laid down for every single person in the company for about a year and then 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 this but um but as far as the belts i think less belts is better it's not a big deal to me that they would that they would merge that and then they still have the u.s you know which I hate that belt. I hate that belt. I hate that belt. <laughs> that is the grossest looking belt, I think. And that's saying a lot because there's a lot of gross belts out there. I mean, you just sure. look at WWE. There's some there was some dog shit for a while, but yeah, that I don't I just I don't like it. Now, yeah. if they were merging the US title into the IWGP title, sure, keep the intercontinental belt. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. I'm happy my boy Kota Ibushi's champ, so can't complain. Sure, and I, I mean, but I also, if you're gonna have, like, I, I don't know. There's also something to be said for that old, you know, like boxing or even like kind of all Japan, where there's just like the dude just like covered in belts, you know. Hundred percent. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, but even all Japan wound up getting rid of the three belts. I guess you know, yeah. uh, you know, because they, they were using the old belts from like the '70s anyway. So those things were, you know, they've seen better days. But I do like that in the All Japan Championship, they have, um, they they paid umbrage to those belts by making like the side plates and the main plate represent those three separate championships, which was kind of cool. I mean, if you're gonna go modern, that that's not a bad way to do it. And I dig that belt. You know, Definitely. it's got character. It's got history to it. They should make they should make the guys carry a giant trophy though too. They should have to just have a giant trophy with them wherever they go if they have the belt. If they have the title, they just have to, you know, lug a trophy around. Hey, Yano's carrying around his little trophy and he's having the time of his life. Uh, so. I think it's broken every night though. Poor guy has to glue that thing back together. Okay, so as long as we're talking about New Japan, let me can I ask this question because I don't I don't always have a lot of uh, opportunity to get this kind of feedback, but does is there anyone sitting here that is um that believes that Chase Owens is of any value or that there's like what is what is why is he how did he get his job? How does he keep his job? What's up with Chase Owens? Oh boy. I think yeah. I I think Chase Owens is the guy that eats the pin in every six-man tag match. Unless there's a young his... lion. Unless there's a, unless or unless there's... he's in the in the ring with Yujiro. This is true. Right? Because, right. I mean, bad luck Fale doesn't get pinned a ton. You can't have but the rogue general. I mean, he, he's he in should. the fucking New Japan Cup again. I hate when he's in the New Japan Cup. <laughs> and I hate when he's in the goddamn G1. I got to sit through a fucking bad luck Fale match. <laughs> but I still feel like there's got to be a guy who looks better, talks better works better who can who can also be in that spot and would you know like think about all the guys who were in wwe who are just like just flounder but they're like fuck it i got a job kind of you know it's like not everyone is trying to fucking go for the go you know how many the world. how many of them are the texas heavyweight champion though listen i get it but i just <laughs> I, chase owens befuddles me especially when he's like <laughs> you know him and him and yano are like having a match but i i really i, to, I think he's He's just there to eat pins. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think his work is terrible. I mean, no, it's not, he's not terrible. He's not terrible, but he looks terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, if I'll I took my that, shirt off, yeah. you guys would all throw up. So, I mean, I understand. But you're not a professional wrestler. Listen, and that's why I feel like this is a situation where we some of these things can be discussed. It's because if if you're if that's your job, then part of your job, and I'm not saying that everyone has to be shredded, but there's a difference, like even between, you know. Eddie Kingston or 
Kevin Owens or whoever does that doesn't have the like prototype uh, of a physique who you're like, yeah, but they, they kick the shit out of me. And I'm not saying I can't that Chase Owens is like not I'm not going to kick my ass, but he just <laughs> he just doesn't. Uh, there's just nothing going on there. Yeah, but anyway, a, a guy like Eddie Kingston can make up for it when he opens his mouth. And he tells yeah. you how he's going to fucking kick you in the face and then beat your ass and, and do that shit, even if he doesn't look like the the typical proto, uh, prototypical wrestler. So, like, no, there's... He, but that that's the difference with uh, with somebody like an Eddie Kingston or even a Kevin Owens. Like, especially Eddie Kingston. Like, if you saw him, you wouldn't think, like, look at this slob, look at his belly. You'd still be like, this motherfucker can kick my ass and walk out with my wallet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a big difference there. So wait, is, an imposing is, dude. Is Chase Owens not looking uh not looking tough or what? I thought he I thought he was a pretty tough looking guy, right? Or no? Am I confusing him with somebody? Um, I he just looks he yeah, looks like a know. dude. Yeah, yeah, right? he just looks like a dude, right? Like rugged Ronnie Garvin, he had that like 1950s Superman look. Like he might have been a little top heavy, but you know, rugged Ronnie was he's made of stone. Yeah. Don't give me the hands hand of stone, stone, baby. The fucking Garvin stomp. I hate that. <laughs> Uh, but you know he could kick your ass. Maybe Chase Owens just looks like, you know, the dude who's playing Call of Duty on his Instagram all the time, which is what isn't he's that isn't doing. that one of the isn't that one of like the downfalls where people have issues with wrestlers nowadays, where they just look like dudes? Or is that Vince McMahon has that problem for sure with wrestlers? Okay, so like who who would be like the American? I know Chase Owens is what he who would be like the WWE equivalent of Chase Owens who you just don't believe can beat you up. Well, I'll say this, and and it's like I, I mean, uh, the thing is that I don't think Chase Owens and Sami Zayn's bodies are a lot different. Sami's a little more toned, but I think the difference is that Sami is is like a world class worker, yeah, and a world class talker. But I don't like I don't know if you if you put those two guys in a photo and chop the heads off that I would always be able to tell. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is kind of weird to say because Sammy, I don't think about, I don't, I'm never like, why the fuck does Sammy Zayn have a job? You know, but not that I came on here to body shame for the whole time. No, no, no please. I love this. No, I love this shit. Scared. I catch so much dog shit for actually bringing this stuff up. Like, I'm a hateful person, but no, I'm not. Tony, Tony thinks fucking John Moxley is like mono or something the last month. John Moxley looked sickly over the past month. I'm sorry. He was he did, sickly. He did lean out he? a little bit, didn't he? Did, he leaned out a little bit. Yeah, and he, he's got the tan forearms and the pale upper body. He wasn't shaving his chest. I'm like, did you just wake up or are you a wrestler, dude? What are you doing? Hey, listen, his wife is pregnant, man. He's probably running out to get ice cream and pickles and shit. He ain't got oh, no man. time when he's home. <laughs> are you really cracking that really back yet? Don't don't you so dare. Who else, who else who else can we uh, can we uh put in that category oh, Jesus of Christ? Come on. No, this is fun, dude. I'm enjoying this. This is all in good fun. Tony, who, else, who else doesn't Tony, have the physique of a wrestler? <laughs> This was my uh, top five list tonight, actually. Oh, for real? No. no. <laughs> every every so often we do a top five list. I, I, okay. I skip, yeah, and uh, <laughs> that was just a joke. So, no, it's not my top five list. But let's see. Maybe. See, I'm trying to think. It's tough to go through because there's so many wrestling companies. I want Pick AEW since we were there talking about Moxley. Well, I know Marco Stunt's going to get the dog shit beat out of him by Tully Blanchard Wednesday night. And thank God for that. Thank God. Yeah. Vince, who, look, who looks better, Tully Blanchard or Chase Owens? Uh, have we seen Tully with his shirt off? No. Nope, Did I miss have. that? Only no, in I'll, your dreams. I'll, we probably won't on Wednesday either. Why we'll not? Probably have some sort of shirt. You, well, think gonna, you think he's going to go shirtless on Wednesday? Come on. 
totally, he's, totally he's an old man. So yeah, that's, I, that's I, the thing. Yeah, that was a. Uh, uh, but he appears to be in shape. The Rock and Roll Express don't look so bad with their shirts off, but they still wrestle with them on. Yeah, you know see. who? Who was like that? Like skinny, fat, like Janella. No, Janella's great. Yeah, but he's a little doughy. But he usually he keeps it tan, you know. And in the, yeah. the immortal words of Arn Anderson, "Fat looks better brown than white." Fair yeah, enough. He still he still looks the part for sure. All right. Well, why we think about skinny fat guys? <laughs> <laughs> maybe we keep yeah we keep it moving. <laughs> Vince Averill here at Vince Averill on Twitter at Vince dot on Instagram at We Watch W Podcast on Twitter. Uh, again, every mm-hmm. Wednesday. 3.16 a.m., wherever you get your podcasts. I listen to it on Spotify. I'm sure you can get it on iTunes, Google Play, uh, I don't know, whatever, iHeartRate, yeah. everywhere. And then they have a Patreon, patreon.com slash wewatchwrestling. Seven bucks mm-hmm. a month, they're doing watch-alongs. They're do- if you like their Mid-South homework, I think they're doing world-class homework this week. Nice. No, it was last week, and in fact, uh, I am. let me look right now. I'm, I'm, I've been chasing, uh, not Chase Owens, but chasing an interview for this week that's that will hopefully be pretty hot if i can get this individual to continue to respond to me they nice. like started and then kind of disappeared on ah me, but, yes yeah. the wonder of booking a guest yeah right it starts um, you get yeah i'll do it and then you follow up and it's just crickets good times yeah what happened Wait, did someone oh, tell yeah. you <laughs> can, we, can we talk about that a bit yeah like like who who was your biggest get and who was your biggest disappointment and whether whether you couldn't get in touch with them or they kind of were wanting something and just well, see we it, it's a new development the interview because we we don't really have guests on the show um although i mean we've we've spoke at length but in the early days we had people on once in a while brian alvarez being the one person that comes to mind who was who was a bit of a dick um like when we couldn't get things going, like right away, he was sort of like, you know, tapping his foot and being like, come on, like, come on, guys, what's going on? Um, so I'll put him up there as a dick. But um, uh, but we haven't we haven't done, you know, this the interview thing has been a little more recent on the Patreon. So we did we did action Mike Jackson from nice. Mid-South, who also more more recently was an impact for a hot minute, like a perennial God, yeah. enhancement job guy. But the sweetest dude on the planet Earth. And um if you guys call him on the phone, I guarantee you he'll be nice to you no matter if you're calling to just talk to him or trying to book him or whatever. Because w- on our show, I was like, you got anything to promote? He's like, yeah, I got I got DVDs and shirts and shit. I'm like, oh, where can they find that? He goes, well, can I just give out my phone number? <laughs> and I'm like, I guess you can. He's like, I don't have any enemies that I know. I'm like, all right, give him the phone number, Mike. So he's like, every time I've called him from the very first time, it's like, hello. And he's down to down to rap with whoever calls him he's he's uh, he's a good dude that's, that's awesome that's fantastic yeah. didn't he do like he did like undertaker old school type shit like he walked didn't he walk the ropes and like impact when he, when he did his match yeah, i think yeah. he did yeah. and if you watch him in mid-south and he, anywhere like nwa and stuff like he's he's badass and i've even like i sent a question into arn like what's up like any memories of mike jackson and like the dude is universally loved because I think he just made everybody look good and, and could work his ass off, you know, but just never, he, he's not, he's not like a huge guy and he just sort of stayed in the spot he was in, but that's the job. That's how you get work. If you can make other people look good, that's you'll have a job for life. No doubt. Oh, man. <clears throat> how do you guys decide what your homework is going to be? Like why mid South? Well, so it was sort of just happened because, um, we were talking about the um, the angle where uh, Mr. Wrestling 2 takes Magnum TA as a protege 
and and that whole angle that builds to the turn and everything which is incredible so we just started like what like we watched or talked about it and then we're like why don't we just you know at the end of each show just quickly run through two episodes of mid-south so we've gone from you know the i think we started in the end of 83 and we're already in 85 so that that's how that happened and then once we were trying to be like well let's add some more shit to the patreon we were like okay let's do a separate homework over there so we just started the very first episodes of world class that are on the network and unfortunately the world class stuff is kind of spotty you know you'll you'll be going and they'll just miss a week or two that those tapes just don't exist you know but what was it uh what was it for you as that got you into being a wrestling fan i mean i think just being a a a a boy in 1985 you know like basically just hulkamania is happening and um everybody everybody was in you know um and so yeah i don't know i'm just playing wrestling on the playground and and just being into it that's uh, that's all i know so so what's your wheelhouse now obviously we, we covered new japan but like is there anything here uh wwe aew impact ring of honor ml like is there anything here that 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 excites you or is it just just the concept of talking about wrestling because sometimes i find myself in that in that little that little conundrum where like i don't really care about it but i'll I'll watch it is there anything like that for you yeah no for sure i mean like you know it's like so once i just became completely encompassed and my entire being was was pro wrestling um there's been times like where you know, I would read the observer, but I wasn't even watching anything else. You know, I would just sort of keep up a little bit tertiary. Um, and so now, you know, I don't, I can't tell you the last time I watched raw, yeah. but I like, I sort of, I watch on Wednesdays because both those shows are pretty good. I watch new Japan. Um, and then from there, it's kind of, you know, if I see something, I'll tune into ring of honor or if they're, you know, if it's like a match or something for MLW, but um, other than that, you know, it's like once my wife goes to bed, it's like, okay, now what do I do? Do I want to go to 92? Do I want to go to 87? Like, and then I can just right. find whatever old shit that I'm into, you know, but I, there's the, the product right now, like is, is not exciting across the board quite obviously. Right. So follow up because we always compliment how wrestling is kind of in its like second boom. There's all these different places to work and there's all these different places uh, for the, for the wrestlers to work. And there's so many different options to watch. Do you think that that I always thought of it as a positive, but now I'm kind of thinking it might be like, it might be a negative now because there's just so much and you can't, you can't watch everything. So how do you feel about, about that? Like, because I literally just had this epiphany right now. I'm just like, oh man, it, maybe there's just too much going on. No, I mean, I think it's it's that thing of subjective art form that I like to talk about, and it's and it's so it's always better that there's more of it because you may be a diehard, you know, uh, G, GCW guy or MLW guy, whatever, and and I like this, and and so the fact that all that stuff is out there is never a bad thing. I think the 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 thing as far as talking about wrestlers is is more that you know it's no longer about individuals it's about like the company and so i think it's a lot more difficult maybe for the boys to make as much money or to you know there's some of that but as far as being a fan 
don't think it's an issue because, you know, it's that same thing of like, um, this is kind of an old example, but we're buying like some, some piece of electronic off of eBay and being like, uh, fuck, this is like kind of expensive. Why, why wouldn't you just go down the street and buy? And it's because you have no idea, like the, the scope of, of everyone who lives even in this country. Right. So it's like the person who lives in bumfuck whatever is going to buy it for that because they can't just go get it from wherever right. or whatever, you know? So it's like, so to, to, to try to like picture in your mind, you know, who watches what and why and how is like, it's beyond me, you know? Yeah. I agree. That's actually a very good point. Just my opinion, of course. All no, no, us. yeah. I mean, it, it does make sense, but like, I feel like just like every like TV network or every entertainment company is coming out with their own streaming device. It's like, like God, what do I watch today? Do I watch, uh, you know, Royal Rumble 1992 for the right. eight millionth time, or do I watch this brand new episode of Ring of Honor? I really right. like Royal Rumble 1992. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's hard. It's it makes it harder on the companies that aren't you know wwe or someone who has you know major tv but um yeah yeah i agree matt so we're talking to vince averill at vince averill on twitter i uh, see uh you you shared a couple pictures with our friends over at violent miracle uh of you at ecw shows this looks like the hammerstein ballroom did you ever get to go to philadelphia yes i went to the arena for cyber slam 99 cyber slam 2099 that was whatever whichever one that was that was the one time i ever went to the the ecw arena as it originally was how was that experience for you being an ecw fan oh it was fucking incredible man it was it was awesome and because you know the cyber slams like it was almost like a little bit of a convention the day before where there were like some q a's and then um the other thing i remember is um so that that Holiday Inn right down there by like where the Phillies play, like staying there, and that's where all the boys stayed. And I like getting up early to go home the next morning, and somehow finding out that like a a woman had died, like in like one of the rooms. Up, it's so weird because I never heard about this ever again. And but at the time I was like, oh shit, this is not going to be good. And I remember Jerry Lynn was in the lobby and I was like, dude, what's, what's up with this? And he's like, I, he's like, I don't know. And I was like, this, this might not be cool, man. Like, <laughs> like if, if it's like some woman died, like in one of the rooms up here with the, with the boys or whatever. And, but somehow it, it never, it never, uh, it never went anywhere. So, but yeah, that was, that's my other recollection, but, but going to the arena, fucking incredible. And that was like, yeah, that was like it must have been 2000 because it was I remember it was like Lance Storm's like maybe last show or very close to his like last show. Wow. All right. All thoughts right. on thoughts on professional wrestlers doing stand-up comedy slash storytelling shows. Um I guess more the former than the latter. Yeah. It it doesn't it doesn't ultimately matter to me but um I think it is. I I prefer that that uh, that if wrestlers will just do their storytelling shows, you know, because it's it's kind of like, um, you know, R.I.P. and not to speak ill of the dead, but like when Screech from Say by the Bell started doing stand up, and it was like I just remember he would like he would sell the club out for the weekend, 
and it was essentially people just coming to see Screech say dirty stuff, you know, and he was just doing this like, you know, fucking schoolyard humor, like pulling the mouth to look like a vagina and stuff. And it's just like, I guess it works, but, but it's that same thing of when, you know, I remember like we tried to get King Kong Bundy on a show that I used to book in New York and his manager wanted some fucking crazy amount of money. Yeah. We're like, okay, we're cool. That was, that was going to kind of be more of a novelty, but yeah. Um, I guess ultimately I don't dig on pro wrestlers being trying to be stand like Rob Van Dam is atrocious and he, and he doesn't think he is. That's, you know, that's the bigger problem. <laughs> well, he doesn't know he is cause he's so fucking yeah. high. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Ra- yeah. I, we, uh, I think Raven tried to tell jokes on our show too once. And I don't think okay. that, I don't think he was very funny. Yeah. So he, I mean, he wasn't even, he wasn't even just trying to be funny. He was like actually trying to tell jokes. Yeah. I think, and then like Tony asked him this a question we had just asked him and he was like, I got to walk my dog and he hung up on us. Oh. What you did? Shut up. <laughs> we're going to live that down. Wait a minute. Now we're not going to blame. Hold on. Let's not blame Tony. Uh, if, if 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 Raven's gonna hit the trigger just because a question gets repeated, then he was gonna hit the trigger anyway. That's just my opinion. But we did manage to keep him on for another twenty minutes, so I guess he really well, didn't want to leave. I don't know. Whatever. Did he say it's either me or Tony, and then hang up, or no? No, he's just like, oh, all right, listen, guys, I gotta go walk my dog, and then we were like a little bit of a panic, like, oh shit, we pissed Raven off. Actually, I pissed oh. Raven off. Like I feel like I feel like Ziggler and Foley really care about the like the art form to me. Yeah. So like I I'll give them like a pass kind of. I, I don't care how good they are. So if like they get like if if Ziggler gets a booking because he's Ziggler, right? Then that's fine because he actually cares about being funny. Whereas some of these other guys are just doing it because. Yeah, I will say of Ziggler, he was on. He did stand up on like maybe our very first live show really? that we did. And I remember he like rolled up and this is like, I don't think he had even really done stand up very much. He'd only done it maybe a couple times before this. So I'm not like shitting on him, yeah. but he was like, and I remember he was like very worried. Like, uh, he's like, yeah. I, I better, I better just do like my wrestling like jokes. And it's like, dude, what you don't understand is these people all are here to see you. And so that, in a stand-up setting is like it's huge it's you can get away with so much it. <laughs> and so he, he ended up just doing wrestling jokes but but it was like no man you you can do whatever unless you're like completely you know um abhorrent or just like mean yeah. on purpose these people are going to be with you no matter whatever your jokes are but yeah even as like i think i was, god we were he was a judge for a roast battle at like the stand he didn't have to be he didn't have to come and be like a judge at a roast mm-hmm. battle he just he just showed up and he, he came into the side room and shook everyone's hand was cool like he's he was it. like he was like i would be at a wrestling show like you know going right. and shaking everyone's hand he did that to the comics right so exactly cool. so yeah. he's that, that yeah that's exactly right he is he's very cool and respectful whereas like I've seen Rob Van Dam not only not be funny, but shit on the other comics, you know? So yeah. it's like, okay, at that point, it's like, well, all right, you know, fuck off. But <laughs> yeah, look at that. Learning something new, boys. I think Col- Colt does a good job, too. He's pretty funny. Colt does as well. Because oh, again, yeah. these, yeah, these are guys who like uh, are genuinely into comedy and want to, you know, are not showing up like I'm this guy. So now, no matter where I am, this guy, I'm a fucking sweet. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I'm in your world now, so let me just be cool about it and fucking do my thing, you know? 
So you guys don't do a lot of interviews, you said, um, but you have a lot of interactions with a lot of uh, professional wrestlers, it sounds like. Um, who's outside of Action Jackson? Uh, do you have, like, a favorite, someone who you, you just always are just excited to see? Just on, like, a friendly basis? Yeah. Like, as a good as a good dude? Um, you know, Bateman from ROH is, is a sweetheart of a guy. Um, who else do we run into sometimes? Um, it's funny. Kevin Owens is very cool. There was a night in Reseda when he uh, – oh, this was back when Matt was on the Pete Holmes show, and I remember he, like, leaned over the ropes – after his intro and he he points at matt and he goes you suck on the pete holmes show and so does pete holmes <laughs> uh but um but yes he's he's a very nice guy i'm trying to think who yeah i mean i don't i would say more uh, brian myers is a great dude um I'm sorry who that's, that's, that's brian myers that's, that's i'm not boy. familiar with his work it's kevin's boyfriend you just that's oh oh, oh pardon me pardon you me, just yeah. touched the nerve forget it now it's over back that that the other uh, before matt got sober uh when we were at wrestlemania in san jose remember we rolled into wrestlecon at like 10 in the morning and matt and i were both fucked up already and uh he's like <laughs> he, he sees us he goes you guys are fucked up already at 10 in the morning <laughs> um the dear close personal friend right there brian oh. myers right on uh yeah i always i always felt bad for how it went at pwg for him because he came in for ebola right after he got released that first time and i think it was him and maybe even aj and it just didn't just didn't go um yeah it didn't turn out for him unfortunately but uh anyway yeah Brian Alvarez is the only dick in wrestling, as far as I know. Um, Attaboy. I'm Fair playing. enough. I'm playing. I'm playing. Uh, you uh, could add Jacques Rougeau to that list. Jacques Rougeau. Oh, yeah. There, there are definitely some dicks. And there are some people who are just awkward, who are just like, it, it, it's just it, whether they're whatever they're trying to be, it's just an awkward interaction, you know? I, no, uh, I completely understand. I think I'm one of those people, and I think I've gotten better at it because I think the worst interview we ever did uh, was the Matt Riddle interview because I just couldn't I couldn't get it together. Mm. It's a fucking disaster. Go back and listen to that. It's a fucking train wreck. <laughs> it's literally a train. I was so excited to book him. We just saw him at Evolve. Like yeah. it was awesome. And then it came and it was like I was like humada 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 humada. Uh uh Dana White UFC. But let me ask you though, was he stoned to the bone though? Because that's not going to help. Um. Was it worse than Brian Kendrick just waking up from his nap? <laughs> Calling in an hour and a half late. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was not as high as the time me and Kevin talked to Moose. Yeah, oh, Moose. God. Yeah, we got the liner to prove it. Moose. got no recollection of any of these. <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good one, though. I think, I think the toughest one and one that I was really looking forward to was Bobby Eaton. He, uh, oh. he had his... Uh, he had his documentary in the works at that point, which I don't think the thing ever saw the light of day, but uh nice guy, but not a, not an easy interview. It was mm. rough trying to interview him. And he even had the uh, producer of the movie on with him to mm. try to kind of help him out and move him along. But it was, it was rough. It was, yeah. rough, you know? Yeah. It happens. Not a bad guy. Just, just right. a rough interview. Yeah. Just not super effusive in that environment. So Vince, what are you, uh, are you guys, at the stage where you are comfortable enough to maybe check out WrestleMania this year, like go down there. No, no, not. No, I don't. I mean, 
I don't think, um, I, I mean, I don't, are they, they're going to do it eh, for, with fans. It seems oh, like yeah. it's, yeah. it's fucking Florida, of course. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't think Matt or I are like going to be hopping on a plane to go down there. And I also don't think we could sell it to our wives either anyway, even right. if we somehow were like, Oh, it's fine. We can do it. Um, like even if I had, even if I somehow got both vaccines before then, I just don't know, especially because of how down I am on the product anyway. Like I tune into SmackDown and, and I do like some of what I see on yeah. SmackDown, but it's, uh, it's a haul. So I think, so it's funny because we had already bumped, we bumped our, our WrestleCon table fee from last year to this year. And then I think we're just going to bump it again because we're not going back down. They were supposed to be in LA of course, but yeah. Right. And then what Dallas is next year, right? Yeah. Dallas and then, and then LA, I guess. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's that's the way. That I is. think um I mean WrestleMania is going to be two nights and I think they're running it like the Super Bowl where it's only going to be like 25,000 in the stadium. Okay. I think yeah, I think they're pretty much running and I think that's that was a litmus test to see how the Super Bowl worked out and to gauge it from there. Yeah. So it's going to be over two nights. It's going to be, you know, as spread out as they can do it. So at least they're being smart about it. I mean, you know, it like you said, not everybody's going to want to go. Not everybody's going to be interested in, you know, taking that risk, but you know, for the people that do. Well, oh, yeah, I, I begrudge no one. And I'm not even trying to say, I know if it's safe to do it or not. I just think for us to like get on a plane and go and, yeah. and do this oh, and do that. Now. And, and the thing is like, you know, we're probably going to try to make some money while we're there. So then trying to figure that out and, it's just, yeah, I think it's just more than, than we're looking to do, but I don't, I have no ill will towards someone who, who's going to do whatever they're saying is okay to do, you know? Have, no, you got, gonna, oh, sorry, Tony. I'm sorry, just, just to follow up, but that's the funny thing that you mentioned it too, because like we, we sort of have given up on watching WWE week to week as it is. And Matt always makes a great point. You don't really have to watch the weekly shows to get dropped into a pay-per-view because they, they overproduce everything and you can catch up on the story oh. just watching the pay-per-view itself. And you know? because of how bad the stories are in WWE, <laughs> you're better off to just watch the actual wrestling match anyway, you know? Yeah, And, and that's the other that's thing because point. Matches, that's a great point. The matches overall have not been terrible. Like, right. You know, overall the shows have actually been pretty good. Uh, we covered the um, the hell, what was it? Uh, Elimination Chamber, and most of the matches on that show were really good. Royal Rumble, there weren't too many complaints on that show. It's right. just kind of, the, I, I did, I got to be honest, I did make a point to watch Raw this week only because they had the Papa Shango moment with Randy Orton where he was like spitting up bile and all that. So I'm like, all right, I got to fucking watch this. I got to see what's going on. To be honest with you, there was some goofy shit. Some of the matches I was scratching my head, but the main storylines, like the progression of the Miz with Lashley, uh, the progression, not so much of the women, but the, you know, especially the main event, bringing in Braun Strowman, they made Lashley look like a fucking superstar. And that's sorely missing, you know, that, 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 that kind of storytelling. I mean, look, they're doing the whole thing with Roman Reigns and this, you know, the tribal chief, that's good stuff too. And over the years, over the past year, they've been doing a lot of great stuff with the women's storytelling, like building up Bianca Belair, all the stuff with uh, with Sasha and Bailey. Um, so, so you know, like watching Raw to see that storyline actually progress and be something interesting. Like I, I was in. I'm like, holy shit, Lashley's a monster. He's gonna tear them as apart next week. You yeah. know. So it's periodical. There's sure. a lot of bullshit, but when they get something right, 
at least they know what they're doing for a short time and they can get you to the next point and you're like wow this is the good shit right I, i think it's just a matter of you know historically at what point are you gonna feel stupid that you bought in you know like and that i think that's that's the bigger issue is like they can get it going for a week or two sometimes and then you're going like wait a minute the fuck is going on here you know what and and i'm not saying that like because here's the thing because of how new japan has been booked in the last however many years when there's something a little screwy initially i'm like well let me just wait because i trust you and WWE has lost my trust, but, but absolutely you can tune in at times and be like, Oh, this is cool. I like this. This makes sense. Whatever. For sure. You know? Well, don't get me wrong. There's there's still a lot of dog shit to be had on Monday nights, but yeah. It it just seems like the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Like I'm not going to invest like my time in this. If you're not going to give me something great, story-wise wrestling-wise yeah there's not a there's not a dog in that company right now like let's be honest i mean of course of course but like i mean when you're roman reigns is like the is like the best character in wrestling right now as far as i'm concerned and he's and he's turned himself into one hell of a fucking hand uh seth rollins you know cesaro like the i'm a big miz mark so you never find me saying a bad word about the miz uh he's proved himself time and time again Sammy Zayn, uh, Bobby Lashley, the Hurt Business has been probably the hottest thing on TV in like... Yeah, we're big fans of the Hurt Business. Yeah. Love that whole gimmick, so, love that whole story. That's but I think it's... No, go ahead, but, sorry. But, but, but how, how many times are you just going to like like lose me at the end of it? So the, the stranger thing to me, and it's like, you know, last year going like, all right, well, it's a pandemic. But even so, we didn't yeah. know it was a pandemic until early march necessarily but but it's just like it's been a uh now a couple years since you're like okay the rumble happened and now like interest is way up because they're building wrestlemania and there's all these like cool things like germinating and i you know unless i'm just in the dark about them like i just don't know what those things are that are happening right now where you're going like shit man like they're 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 building a mania and it's going to be this match that i'm stoked about and this match yeah and maybe it's just because, like, the Edge thing just hasn't done a lot for me, but but I don't know what else I'm supposed to be getting up for, you know? See, let me ask you this. If, say, like, a guy like Edge or a guy like Brock or even a guy like Cena, like, never left, and they were just still there, would anyone kind of complain about them being still in the top spots? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just the fact that they leave and come. Edge is kind of a different story because he was hurt. Right. And now he's finally kind of back. Like, would anyone really care that these guys are still the top guys? Well, I think there's going to be people who would bitch about John Cena no matter what he did or does. That's just kind of been his yeah. lot. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. It's like the people who want to complain are going to complain anyway. But overall, if if the product is cold and if the the story they're telling or the matchup they're trying to build isn't isn't, you know, what what people want to see then i guess they're gonna bitch but i don't know i mean brock is you know to me i'm always interested in brock i don't i'm not one who ever gets upset that that brock's around or brock has the belt or whatever because he's just like that that rumble that they did last year with him was was incredible to me and good stuff um yeah and and when they put him in there with a smaller guy it's always a good match it always looks like he killed him and the word on the street is he doesn't. 
And so I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's so tough. Cause you got a guy like Randy Orton who, who never really, who never left. And he, he continues to without a hundred percent. Like we always talk about recreating like yourself, like Randy Orton, to be honest, has never really recreated himself. Like he's right. never, he's just been Randy Orton, whether he was a good guy or a bad guy. And he's still, he's a believable world champion every single year. Yeah. So, well, and a Goldberg is a different story too, because Goldberg oh, that's a terrible uh, story. was, you know, he was something at some point, but he can't really do much. And it's just like, that's a guy I'm like, no, 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 no. I have no interest in Goldberg. Like finally they let McIntyre just squash him. And I, hopefully that's it for me, you know, unless they're going to Saudi Arabia and they're going to plug him in somehow. See, it's a funny thing about McIntyre though. Like McIntyre gets his big profile win against Brock Lesnar. And then he's, then, you know, he, he should have been, he should have been a dominant champion after that. But then it's like, well, now he had a cup of coffee with Randy Orton. Now we've got the thing going on with the Miz. Like, I don't think they did him any favors by doing this kind of stuff to him. But then again, maybe they feel like the bloom fell off the rose with Drew McIntyre. You know, I saw him, he comes out with a sword now and he stabs it in the stage. It's like, whose idea was that? That's Vince McMahon's sword, his actual sword. <laughs> and and the wall in his office, no? And he, and, and I, and it's, it, it's, it is merely the whim of Vince McMahon. Like he, they, they he's like, Let's put him over Goldberg, and then who knows what weird little thing happened where he was like, "No, we're we're going with the Miz now." It's like it's it's that sort of shit that will frustrate people, and, and does frustrate people. And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm in Kevin's camp when it comes to the Miz. I love the guy. I would put him as like that that second tier, right below Randy Orton, where he's a good hand and he's going to be there forever, and he doesn't hurt anybody, and he never gets hurt, and he always knows how to work a great match without going too too crazy or getting too involved. Like when he cut that shoot promo on uh, on Daniel Bryan that time on that Talking Smack, he's like, "I'm still here. You cried about your neck. This guy's gone. This guy's gone. Who's here carrying this company? Guys like me." I did 100 yeah. percent correct on that. I just, but I just think that it wasn't necessarily well who knows I, I who am i to say i don't even watch the show that much but i just mean it seemed it does seem like it sort of happened even though he had that briefcase like that that it wasn't time for mcintyre to to go that way as as we go to wrestlemania because because at this point based on what miz has been doing you're going so now miz is is one of the main events at wrestlemania i whether you love him or you hate him it's just it's weird to me i said it we're gonna get the miz versus bad bunny title for title <laughs> it's gonna happen yeah. Well, that's one night. The the 24-7 championship is going to be the premier championship on Raw. You mark my words. Well, Vince, you and Matt talked about it on the the latest issue uh, that you guys put out last week. Uh, It doesn't feel – Miz's title win doesn't feel important if he's going to just cash in and lose it at Fastlane to Bobby Lashley. And then this is all just to get Lashley and McIntyre at Mania to put the title back on Drew. Why? It's... Right. Yeah. It's a weird. It, if that's what happens, it's a weird transition, and it, and it's like who who benefited other than Lashley being obviously being treated very well here in in the buildup. We've almost we 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 always talk about transitional champions. This might be a time where we have two transitional champions in the span of like two months. Yeah, it's a weird thing because it's it's a heel versus heel story right now where you've got Bobby Lashley just being the dominant he's, monster. He's a, I think I think the hurt business. I think the I think he's baby now. No. Well, if they're if they're going to put him up against McIntyre, they'd have to keep him as a heel. But yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. 
But I mean, even even in the promo on Monday where Lashley was like, you know, uh, MVP was like, you know, we did you a favor now. You got to return the favor. Lashley's got the chance tonight. And that led to the whole thing. So it's, it's kind of weird that they chose this time to cash in the money in the bank. And I think maybe looking at this, maybe it's just me with, uh, with conjecture and thought, but maybe they're kind of getting tired of the money in the bank gimmick. I mean, they put it on Otis. Everybody loved Otis. And then they kind of forgot about Otis. And now what? Otis is the heel now with Shorty G? Like, I don't Wait, know. Otis is a bad guy? As yeah. far as I read, yeah, he's teamed up with Shorty G or whatever. Is Chad like the Gaten. Shorty G, like, it's, program it, or something like that. I don't it, know. It is, it is simply... It, it is simply Vince McMahon. He just, you know, he doesn't. It's like today, no one remembers. Okay, well, what now? This makes no sense. Who cares? And and they go, you know. So it's What's like the fat guy doing. Right. It's not like they gave all this thought to him and breaking him and Tucker up. And then what are we gonna do? Okay, well, well let's let's have him win the money in the bank. Okay, let's not. Let's. I don't like that. It. it yeah. It's just. It's. It's all. Oh, yeah. another important point. The build from from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. We've got two pay per views in between now. Yeah. How do you let that happen? How do you let that happen? I don't understand. Content is king, and they just got paid a billion dollars for it. You know, right, that's that's enough. what it is. You know, I just, I can't wait. I'm counting the days till I can cancel my WWE network because I get I subscribe to Xfinity, so I'm gonna get Peacock for free, saving mm. money and getting wrestling. That's aces in my book. What is the? Do, I don't. I don't fully understand. Like, is there just a day when it will switch? Do we know? I don't know hundred percent. I know that March eighteenth was supposed to be the day, and I don't. I heard conflicting reports. Some people have said that the WWE Network uh, subscription will automatically transfer over to Peacock, but I'm not a hundred percent. Well, when yeah. is Fastlane? Fastlane is next week. Next okay. Weekend? Because they were promoting that it was going to be on both, they said that Fastlane would be on oh. both. Ooh, well, then it would definitely be the because the, you would think... add version of Peacock. Then Fastlane will be March twenty first. So it is. It's 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 definitely when the Peacock switch happens. So, so there, I think it's going to be both, and then and then then the network will just dissolve. Probably yeah, that makes not, sense. It's not disappearing for good. It's just disappearing in the states because oh, okay. you know everywhere else in the world that still gets the network is going to be able to get the network. Okay. Whatever. And they and they already have content on Peacock because I finally yes. I went down this office uh, podcast rabbit hole and I had to I had to sign up for Peacock this weekend to watch <laughs> The Office because I was like. I got to fucking watch The Office now. And then there's like, they have like Untold's on there. I think WrestleMania Rewind is on there. The Monday Night Wars are on there already. Uh, there's like a Triple H. Uh, yeah, the Triple H Blowjob Festival is on there. Uh, All their propaganda has moved already. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Vince, I want to circle back around. So uh, here's, I got this theory on Tanahashi. Minus his stupid hair. All right. Always. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. Is it is it his is it his last is this are they telling a redemption story where he's going to ride off into the sunset like he's going to take the never open weight title he's going to avenge the last year where he was uh, essentially losing to a lot of people uh, elevate the title to mm-hmm. the second biggest title in the company and then have his swan song. Well, see, there's but the thing is, as banged up as as he is, I think that what probably should have happened last year or what can happen 
once he finishes up with whatever's gonna he's gonna do here with the never is is just be that guy who is still fucking Tanahashi and can periodically put somebody over and have it mean something, you know, and he can do those six mans, those eight mans, and he doesn't have to kill himself, but he, but he can still be, you know, so it's not, it's like swan song in as much as him, you know, being in the title picture under any real circumstance or, you know, that he's going to be in a single on the Tokyo dome or something like that, but, but certainly still around and, and helping in, in a different way. You know, I, I would think. Yeah. It seems like they have a lot planned for the great Okan because they just keep uh, sticking him with, with the likes of Tanahashi and Okada. Um, it's, are, his, are his teeth for, filed down or does he have a some mouthpiece? Sort of mouth? I think it's a mouthpiece. <laughs> no, it looks like he's got fangs, dude. Uh Oh, all right, we'll have to take. We'll we'll look into this. We have, we'll have, to, to, find we have out. to look at the Great Okan. Who do you like for the New Japan Cup? Bad luck, Folly. Fuck out of here. You going? You got Folly going all the way? Um, Brian Myers. <laughs> I don't know. I did like the. I did like the. Did you watch the Kenta Moxley match from Friday? Yes. I Were you that surprised was... by the outcome? Um. No, I don't. It's it, and the other thing that came into my head as I was watching it was just like, man, I don't, I don't care nearly as much about Kenta as I like. I don't think I've cared as much about Kenta since when he was in Noah before he ever left Japan the first time. Like in NXT initially, he's like, oh, this kind of cool, but he immediately just looked way tinier to me than he ever had. And then coming out of there, and even in New Japan since then, the occasional like very good match, but I just don't. Like when I'm thinking of guys, I'm like stoked or what's going on with this guy. I don't, I Kenta does not come into my head, but, um, and so I wasn't, I wasn't too surprised. I feel like Moxley they're they're going to hold on to him, especially now with this, what's going on. Um, you know, in a, in a fantasy world, I was, it, it would have been him and Moxley or excuse me, Moxley and Tanahashi at the dome this year, but that obviously couldn't happen. It didn't happen, but, um, new Japan cup. Hmm. Who are they? Who are they gonna? Who they want to go here? Who they want to go with? I don't they know. Gonna... They're, they're giving Evil and Tanahashi of buys in the first round. I was all in on Shingo, but then he drew Okada in the first round. So I'm like, well, I don't look. I don't. I'm not. Okada's fucking fantastic, but that's like a hell of a first round matchup there. And then it I is, think... but but it's also it, it's one of those New Japan things where I feel like if they have a hell of a match, it doesn't. It's not going to damage Okada. And they may do that to just be like, here's the kind of shit that, that can sometimes happen, you know, or, or if they're like going to fucking really go with Shingo, it's like, that's a big win for him. And it's not like, Oh, Okada sucks now because he didn't beat Shingo, you know? So no, of course, well, there's, um, it seems like there's always a reason for the way new Japan looks like no one saw fucking evil winning the new Japan cup last year and then winning the IWGP double championships. Right. And so it is one of those things of like, you know, um, uh, is the evil experiment done? Are they going to go that way? Is the Sonata experiment done? Probably, but another possibility. I don't know. I'm just naming wrestling. No, now, I but, know. Uh, the Sonata experience is very frustrating, though, because he has these, like, like there's very few. I'm, like I said before, I'm almost 40 years old. Let not Two years ago at the G1, when he beat Okada, uh, I, I was jumping up and down like a schoolgirl. I was so fucking excited for the story that they told. But then it yeah. seems like he gets that big match, and he's constantly coming up short. Yeah. So 
maybe it's his turn. But um, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, there's a lot because uh, they did that weird. They had Zack Saber sit in and do calling up the Abushi. Um, oh fuck, who did Abushi defend the title against first? Sonata. Yes, Zack Saber sat in and called that match. So Zack Saber Abushi is. You know, I Zack Saber winning the New Japan Cup is not such a far fetched thing. Naito is got knees made of graham cracker. I'm even surprised he's in this, uh, this thing. These guys are all fucking beat up. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I remember like this is back, maybe, but right before uh, Nakamura came over, but we had heard that like him and Tanahashi, like when there weren't people around, like. <laughs> walk around like they're 80 years old you know that they were both already like really really banged up but um but it's you know it's it's a different it's a different culture even even in wrestling i feel like over there and they don't like they they do the tours but they do have they do have some time to recover and they can they utilize those those uh multi-man pretty well so naito may be able to keep those pegs going a little longer yeah, and he, they, him, and Ibushi did not disappoint that main no. event. And I'm su- I mean, I know that Ibushi's going to beat Desperado, but I fucking love El Desperado um, since he came back, and then that match with uh, Hiromu, uh, and then that triple threat was a lot of fun. Although I thought, I mean, El Fantasma is he's like Finn Balor 2021. I've come around on him. I did not like that dude, um, but maybe I was getting worked. But he, uh, he, I've come around to him, and I also enjoyed him on commentary there. When he, he did a couple shows, I told Kevin Kelly he's better than any of his partners. Like, I well, say. I mean, Don Callis was was legendary, but that's not a that's not a thing anymore. Kevin Kelly does a phenomenal. He does an unbelievable. They do a great job telling the stories too, for sure. On New Japan, and they got a bunch of the guys like Kento will be back for the New Japan Cup. So will Juice and David Finley. So, how do you feel about the uh, Forbidden Door? Uh I I'm I don't know that I need a name for it, but um, I'm happy that there's these companies are working together. It's definitely it's definitely going to be very cool once people can travel a little more freely. Um, but I don't I don't know why there had to be like a, an out and out name for it. And I um, I'm, I'm I mean I'm pumped up for for Revolution this this Sunday for sure. Um. Not so much for Shaq's match on Wednesday, but you never know. Maybe no. maybe he pulls one out. That's where you're wrong. I cannot wait. Jade Cargill <laughs> is my favorite thing in AEW right now. I cannot wait for this match. Well, it's it's the the thing about it that seems weird, and maybe you know maybe something will happen where you know we don't see it. But like, um, Red Velvet just seems like she's there to take a pin, like. It, like it's just a glaring like okay this is the person who's here to take the pin red velvet is our chase owens did you see uh shack dressed as chris jericho can you see that i think That's there's hilarious <laughs> i think there's one as him as the young bucks too oh he, really nice. he looks more like a pre-fiend bray wyatt in that getup though you know <laughs> <laughs> something is up but uh yeah i mean i guess i shouldn't yeah i'm 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 curious it's it's it'll be uh It'll be a, a sideshow attraction. Glorious. But. Have you been following the uh, women's tournament? Not as closely as I should be. No. Any any thoughts on on where we're at right now? I mean, 
you know, we've got the Japanese side sewn up and we're looking at the uh, finals of the American side. Who, uh, who, who, who came out on the Japanese side? Uh, Ryu Mizunami. Okay. Yes. Um, and we've got the finals on the American side. It's going to be uh, uh, Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose. Okay. Well, hopefully Thunder Rosa comes out on, on that for me. Cause 100%. I just think she's great. Yes. Um, and, but I also, even though they've done this whole tournament, I, I kind of hope that Sheeta retains. Oh, really? I, ha- I have enjoyed Sheeta, but if not, I, I could yeah. do with some Thunder Rosa. 100% on that. 100% on that. I really thought this was going to be a vehicle for Britt Baker though. Mm. You know, I was kind of surprised. Yeah. To me, it can go like, one of two ways like like why do all of this if you're not going to crown a champ a new champ or the best of all of your talent pool isn't good enough to beat your champ so i could definitely see it going like one of two ways but like it seems like a whole lot of work just to not crown a new champ and she's had it for a long time yeah so um so yeah, it, it's not. I feel I, I. It's it sort of feels like that's the direction we're going. So if if that is in fact what's happening, yeah, I think it's it's done. Yeah. Pull the trigger on Thunder Rosa. And I, and I think it's kind of telling too because uh, you know when when they announced Riho was coming back for the American side, you know like a lot of people were like, well, they're just building this up to get Rio this big win and she's going to beat Cheetah and then Rio loses. Yeah. So it's kind of like maybe it's time that they're actually pushing for changing of the guard. Maybe just go in a different direction. You know, things aren't exactly the greatest in the AEW women's division. I mean, I love me some Serena Deeb and uh, Thunder Rosa. She's like the greatest thing right now. I don't know if you saw her tribute. Uh, she did an independent show over the weekend. It might have been for Mission Pro where she came out with the uh, the uh, the mask of uh, the question mark with the Mongolian oh. flag and everything. Oh, I oh, missed it. So cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were really close in the NWA, so it was really cool to see her do that tribute. Man, wow. we, we went to uh, last December. No. A year ago, December, <laughs> the lost year, uh, to a to a power uh, taping. They did the pay per view, and then and then we went to like one of the tapings the next day. And dude, question mark was over like Rover, man. He was like, he was the best. And we uh, we interviewed Aaron Stevens. Uh, what was it around Thanksgiving time? And he kayfabe the whole thing. He was like, yeah, Josie. He's like, I've seen Josephus and the question mark together in the same room. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Right on. Stuff. Good stuff. Uh, uh, a couple ahead, things. Man. I want to finish the AEW talk, but then there's the talk of NWA coming back too. Uh exploding barbed wire death match. Where mm-hmm. do you stand on this Vince? Um, I'm, I'm okay with it as long as it looks like Kawasaki stadium. Like I just don't, are they going to really be able to do that on in, in Daly's place and in, you know, on pay-per-view uh, in the United States, hopefully, but otherwise I don't, if it's like some, some lesser or, or not that I want anyone to be hurt, but, it, but it, it has to, it really has to deliver. I feel like. Do you prefer the the when they when there's an explosion when someone hits the barbed wire, or do you want the countdown clock? Uh, if I can have both, I'll take both. <laughs> but uh, if I can't, then I'll take the explosions when when someone hits the ropes. Uh, the I I enjoy the um, the suspense of the countdown clock. Uh, I want to uh, say I think it's uh, I think I, Hayabusha Onida. There's a in a cage. Uh, there's one where like the rings in the middle of a pond, fantastic stuff. Yeah. Fantastic. I just, you know, I've said this, but I hope that, you know, they, 
they move the gun club back to a safe distance. I don't want to lose any of the gun club to this goddamn thing. You'd be the only one of the four of us, I think. <laughs> uh, I could do without Colton and Austin and Billy. <laughs> I mean, they're just they're just too funny to me. I don't know what's going on. Uh, you said you went to NWA power tapings a couple years ago. The yeah. NWA has been kind of quiet. The The pandemic definitely has hurt them. Uh, it's hurt everybody, but it seems like it's hurt them the most. Uh, but they did start taping United Wrestling primetime. Uh, right. And it looks like there's been a lot of hubbub this week about the NWA. They took all their content off YouTube, but they did say they're going to start taping again. And there's rumors that maybe someone bought the company. But it looks like the NWA is coming back. So how do you feel about that? I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah, like I have no idea, you know, other than that, though, you know, like if did did Billy Corgan sell it? Is it I mean, I think they've they've already done that sort of throwback studio thing. So it won't be that I wouldn't think. Um, So I, I just really have no idea what what we're uh, what we're looking for here. I would, I would kind of hope that they did go back to the studio. I, I loved like NWA to me was like must-see TV. I rented every pay-per-view. I watched every show when it came on live. It was awesome. And they brought so many names like to prominence. I mean, you know, you look at Thunder, Thunder Roses out there now. I mean, Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Murdoch was just Lance Cades' uh, tag team partner in uh, WWF. He made a hell of a name for himself. He had quite Ricky a Starks. Ricky Starks, another guy. To Zicky Dice. I fucking hated Zicky Dice when I saw him for the first time. I said, who is this idiot? Yeah. I fell in love with the guy. Love L.A. Knight. Dude, Eli Drake, when he came out drunk and he's pointing to the back of his jacket, he's going shoes of a champion. Yes. He's like, Wait yes. a minute. Did I just say shoes of a champion? Yeah. Um, I just don't. I mean, I really like that, too. I like that format. But I think that they sort of saw a dramatic decline in the peop- the number of people watching it that's why I, I would think that maybe they would try to go another direction but for me I, I i love that format and and like you say it was it was like you had to see it and they were making stars yeah 100 percent. a lot of those stars though they're they're not they moved on right. you know i mean sure. th- i think thunder rosa still signed but kingston uh zicky dice is gone ricky starks is gone uh the, the i don't know what the relationship with ring of honor is uh, and the beer city bruiser and and Malonis. I know Marty. Seems like Aldis is still there. Yeah. Marty oh, yeah, was at, uh, Marty Trevor was at some end. got, uh, the national championship. Uh, the Pope, uh, won mm. the TV oh, championship the tag well, team. You got Kratos and, uh, Aaron Stevens. I mean, they still got their champs around. Okay. Yeah. They just got to build again from the ground up. And I thought it was cool. Uh, circle squared where they were actually trying to bring other guys in like Nikita Koloff's got his Koloff family or whatever he calls his tag team. Those right. guys were pretty cool. You got Luke's Hawk, Luke Hawks and his kid who tried out for it, you know? So you got plenty of talent that's like chomping at the bit to get it. And NWA is not bad exposure if you can get it. Not bad exposure at Plus, all. Plus, if AEW has already gotten a favor from NWA in being able to use Thunder Rosa, what's to say that there won't be some favors? Because they got a lot of people in AEW who are maybe working dark, but otherwise are not working. So why not, you know? If if it's if it's safe to do so, why not like let some of those folks work NWA as well, you know? Yeah, and and the one the other thing about the NWA is, I mean, they they had their high flying spots, but they were more traditional, mat based, you know, work the referee, work the crowd. So if you really want to get some guys and gals in there to learn some fundamentals, the NWA is the place to do it. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. 
Yeah, and it looks like Dark this week has a lot of the the CWN Championship Wrestling from Hollywood guys on it. Dan Joseph is on the show. He's a talent. Dan Joseph is a talent and a half, that guy. Uh, You know who I'm excited for who's getting his second week in a row on Dark? J.D. Drake. Uh, I know, Vince, you guys guys talked about him. Uh, And I know me and Kevin saw him at Evolve. a couple years ago, he's he's a hoss and he can go. So uh, I'd love to Without see him a get a chance. Yeah, but there, that's another guy who is, is a great worker, is a different deal. Um, but I not now I'm coming full circle. But I feel like if he was just a little like a little less of a belly, if he just was like a little like, you know. But hey, that's just me and Tony talking shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> At least I get I get shit for it all. God forbid you say something bad about the King Chris Jericho. Oh my God! <laughs> they're saying something about him, and then there's you. You wish you looked like Chris Jericho when you were fifty. I do look like Chris Jericho, and I'm almost fifty. So what's the difference? <laughs> well, I'll say that Jericho is a numbskull. He is he's a wrestling genius, and I'll take him on a wrestling show any day of the week. But other than that. The dude has some real bad takes and and gives a platform to some people who are, you know, spewing some bullshit. I'll, yeah, but, I'll say that. But you know what? And, and and I'll counter that with, I mean, people say the same thing about Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan's a fucking bazillionaire. So, you know, I guess- well, I'm not saying I'm just, I'm just yeah, again, it's my opinion. Obviously, you know, plenty of people listen. To, and, and there there is the other the other take of that is that he's he's merely giving everyone a chance to. To, to to discuss their side of things Which is but kind of commendable i guess yeah he's the numbskull <laughs> but oh here we go here we go there we go Cat as advertised three two come on, Nelly, come what on. Are you doing? one come on. give see it to that us belly. let's see that butt see, give it got to us there it is Look and we're out <laughs> you can cave dive in that thing that's it that's uh, that's that's the show closer the sarlacc pit Jesus Christ! Without, never fails. That's that's perfect, Matt. Vince, uh, Vince, another question. I got to lots. Of, really, Nelly? Not you, <laughs> Vince. Not Nelly. All right, you lay down right there. Yeah. Uh, as you can see, I have the wrestling memorabilia. Kevin has his figures back there. Do you have any wrestling memorabilia? I definitely do. Um, I don't uh, in our in the our current house. I don't have a lot of area where I'm. Um, I wouldn't say permitted, but it doesn't go with the uh, the other uh, motif that's happening. But I have some very cool stuff. I have this painting that a guy did um, right after Bruno died of him with uh, Superstar Billy Graham in a bear hug. Um, I have a bunch of, you know, Japanese mags and newspapers and um, stuff like that. Obviously, you know, DVDs and, and, and photos and shit, but... I don't do yeah I don't do a lot of figures but um I did get that Bruiser Brody one that that guy did uh, the junk, junk shop or junk whatever shop, it's called. yeah junk shop dog uh, He's, uh, yeah so I I have a bunch of stuff right now it's mostly in the basement but uh, if we when if and when we move again I will try to carve out my own space to create uh, something like you guys are working here do you uh when you need to take a nap do you look at the Bruno bear hugging somebody because that's everyone <laughs> does it help family. me drift off that's that's no, another shot go that's like, another shot at Tony because he's a big him and Bruno like to share each other's. Of Mr. Forty Forty, I might add. He literally mentioned the two guys that have the most heat with us on the podcast: Bruno San Martino and Superstar Billy Graham. Like because Billy Graham is a. Oh wait, yeah, Billy Graham yeah. is the older, right? Billy Graham's he's a little handsy. He got a little handsy mm-hmm. with my wife. 
Oh, but my, my wife, my wife could handle herself. Oh no, it wasn't. It wasn't anything like super. Bad. No, no, it, it wasn't yeah. like yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like anything that. me too or anything like that. It was just super flirtatious and super uh, huggy. Like, let and... me take a picture with this young lady right here, and you know. Well, that dude has he's he's had so much testosterone injected into him, he probably can't even help himself. You know. Yeah. Uh and then what? What did Bruno do? Oh no, Bruno did nothing to us. Oh, he just hated that he Tony. Bored the sh- yeah, bored the shit Bruno. out of me. Fucking dickhead. Uh, Oh boy, I, got, well, I have I have uh, every Tanahashi towel that they've made pretty much, other than the new one where he's air hugging the world. Um, so epic. Have I will you, also say, Tony, dude, if if you do you if you haven't checked out the nerd, you know, nerds that clothing company, um, they have. I've gotten a couple different Tanahashi shirts from them that are nowhere else that are awesome. Yeah, nice. they have that fucking jacket that that uh. That my man Jado uh, Gato's running around in his yeah. sweet switchblade jacket, and that sold out real fast. And I think they're doing the uh, they're doing the switchblade retro uh, like Hasbro type figures. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I think that's in like. Uh, yeah, because if somebody uh, deserves it, it's definitely the switchblade because he's the fucking greatest thing since sliced you bread. Don't tell. Look, I know he beat up your boy Big Tom the other night. Don't fucking cry about it. You want to know why he's a fucking loser? Matt. I do dig. I do dig switchblade. I do dig Switchblade. He's 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 one of the one of the only legitimate heels in wrestling right now. Here here's here's hold, one. Hey, Tony, like. Tony, hold on. I think I have I think I have a Switchblade figure right here actually. Oh, <laughs> that's the shark. Oh uh, no, John Tenta. What and what are we, is that? Because uh, Switchblade is what he's fat or something? Or no, well, Tony has a joke, oh. and I'm really so. Uh, oh. he, he didn't laugh at it. Is that he oh. called Switchblade Young John Tenta? No, oh. I call I called Jay White deflated John Tenta. Deflated. All right, well, that's a John Tenta figure. So <laughs> fucking deal with it. You watch <laughs> your fu- you watch your fucking no selling son of a bitch. Things are breaking down, boys. I just don't like these idiots like Jado and Gato and fucking they brought back Dick to Go and all these other idiots that run around and constantly interfere in New Japan. I think it's overkill. I don't disagree with the amount of. Uh, bullshittery that has sort of come on in the last couple of years. Jay White was such a fucking tough guy. Let him fucking fight his own battles. Why does he need his little prick at ringside all the time? I wouldn't you, if I was Jay White. Were you guys at the Evolve when Togo made Chris Hero throw up? When he no. fucking did that, his like no. finishing that like senton off the fucking and, and he like landed on Hero and Hero just rolled over and fucking blue chow. That was at the Laboom or yeah, were we, at that? Uh, we were not at that one no that was also like cody's like first or one of his first like indie dates i think after he left wwe too he was there oh, you, you know you mentioned laboom laboom is a great fucking venue hell um, yeah i was there the night that shunny that sunny kiss won the uh tier one championship and i also called penta zero Mero's match fucking idiot oh. fuck off I mean, he's good. I, I was the greatest commentator New York City has ever known, and you guys constantly give me shit. And you don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, nobody, because nobody knows what you're talking about. It's out there. You can find it. Uh, no. Unrelated to being upset with anyone or needing to walk my dog, I do need to go relatively soon. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just putting that out there. If we want to wrap, for that was me a very least. aggressive thumbs up by me. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'll leave you guys to decide who pissed me off. Okay, I'll let you. <laughs> That's probably me. Discuss it's it. It's definitely Kevin. Kevin's oh. a dick. Oh, yeah, I always think it's me. Well, you're a bit of an asshole, but Kevin was kind of a dick tonight. I'm like eight white claws deep right now, so we got it. That's exactly why. <laughs> gotta do something. There we go. Monday night, baby. That's, That's it. it. Every Monday night. That's what we do. 
Fuck. Oh, we, oh, we were talking about Jay White, Tony. What don't yes. you like about Jay White? Besides, is this just Jado and Gato? The outside interference has been overkill with evil. It's been Here, real. Here's here's the other thing that used to piss me off with Jay White. He fucking denies risk control. Who the fuck denies risk control? He was doing that shit two years ago when he was the fucking IWGP champion. It's like, come on, dude. You're under control. You can't just fucking sit down and say, like, no, I'm not doing this shit anymore. Fuck Jay White. That's what I Because he's a heel, man. He's a dick is what he is. Comes down to risk control for Tony. Yeah. Well, you know, that wouldn't be my call. If I was Jay White, I would always honor risk control. You're not, you though. Risk control, what, do you have, what, what do you have left? <laughs> you have to rely on some fucking dickhead outside the ring helping you out. That's how what dare, I'm saying. How dare you? Don't dare me. My hero is Bruno San Martino, world champion for 4,040 hero. days. Hero. Hero. Matter of fact, I'm kind of hungry. I could go for a hero right now. Yeah, you and Bruno. You're fucking gross. <laughs> what can I tell you? You like Jay White. I like Bruno. I, I think do. I think Jay White. You even said you texted me this morning. The sequence to the end of that match was awesome. It was. It was. Tom should have fucking ate his lunch though. Well, Tom it's had bad. Tom had bad ribs. Okay, he got his ribs banged up. I understand. It was good storytelling. I, look, I'm not going to take it away from Jay White. Can he perform? Yes. Is he a dick? Absolutely. It's the Fuck role Jay he plays. He's a dick. Yeah, you're being worked, Tony. You're being worked. That's okay. Tommy, <laughs> she's going to murder him one day yet. Now I'm going to be there to watch it, and I'm going to laugh. Love Tommy. She. Oh, yeah, of course. He's my hero, too. Vince, you ever, you ever been to Japan? Nah, man. Would love to. Probably, probably would have gone this year. That's but, a bucket list. That's a bucket list. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we'll have to wait again and see. But yeah. yeah, I definitely would love to go. That's next on my list. The, I think it's the only thing. Like, well, I can't do PWG because they moved out of that. They moved out of yeah. the. Uh, you can. It's not the same. But you. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's like going yeah. to see ECW in like fucking Queens. It's not the same. Right. Um. Yeah, I think it's it, for me. It was. It's always too. I'm like Tokyo Dome is dope. You can go to the shows and then. But the end of the G1 is always like the the week, if not on my birthday. So I'm always like, well, maybe I should just go in the summer, and then I can go to like the semis and the finals and. But at some point, I'm going one or the other. Is that a uh, is that a solo trip, or you work the? How you convince the wife to do that? You know, um, I think I think she's down to go. I I have to like make certain that she understands like that if I finally get there, I'm not going to be able to make a lot of um, concessions. I'm gonna I have like you know I'm here I'm here to to yeah. do X Y and right. Z kind of thing you know yes yep. which I'm sure she'd be cool with but I just want to make sure that we're like on the same page as far as the amount of wrestling in uh, shit I'm going to be involved in you know or want to be at least the wrestle cons and stuff we did the first one here in Jersey is it not fucking exhausting um it is but it's man i mean it's always so fun it's just a people watching extravaganza and if you get put next i mean i don't think we've ever had a bad year no matter what was going on like there was something happening right near us that was hilarious or some you know some weirdo is pulled up beside us so it it is it it you certainly get tired that that whole weekend is just a non-stop but but it's 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 worth it for the stories. Yeah, no, absolutely. We did the we did the first WrestleCon here in in Jersey and uh, yeah, the uh, convention center in Sea Caucus. Yeah, right Jim the Anvil Nighthard with his uh, with his shaved abs was right across the way from us, and it was hysterical. 
<laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. yeah, I think he he had some drug problems there at the end too. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, right? but those yeah. abs were shaved in. He looked fucking diesel as shit. <laughs> Listen, man, you gotta you gotta take some shortcuts at a certain point, perhaps. I keep and... telling I keep telling myself that no one wants to hear it. Ugh. Don't yuck me, uh, Vince. It's I been you all the time. It's <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure, Vince. We appreciate you taking so much time out of your busy schedule to join us at Vince Averill on Twitter, at Vince dot on Instagram, uh, at We Watch W Podcast on Twitter. Follow uh, them. Follow Vince. Uh, I don't have Matt's Twitter handle. My apologies. Uh, and I'll look it up after we take our break. Every Wednesday, 3.16 a.m., a new podcast drops. Uh, they're at, like, episode 391, so it's not like they've just started this. They've been around the block a while. They do great stuff. Uh, it's a completely different look on professional wrestling, uh, and it's super fun. They're very funny, uh, and I enjoyed it. And if you check it out and you like what they are doing, they have a Patreon, and they'll tell you all about it, but patreon.com slash wewatchwrestling. Uh, seven bucks a month they do watch alongs bonus content they're working on interviews they're doing it all so uh, make room in your wrestling queue and your podcast queue for we watch wrestling vince anything before we let you go friend i just i just want to say thanks man this was awesome you guys and i really appreciate it and uh i hope that we can uh link up sometime maybe even in person who knows right awesome that would be amazing <laughs> hey, listen, I'm, a, I'm a vaccination boy i'm in let's go oh, right on cool <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much, Vince. Thank, thank you. you. Enjoy thank the rest you. of your night. Be well. Later, boys. All right, Vince Averill. That was fantastic. That was a lot of fun, man. That was like insane amount of like content we just got out of him, and out of ourselves as well. Well, of course, we're professionals, and he's professional, so it all works out. Oh well, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you know, tout it. You know what I'm saying? Put I it on like tout. The way a plan always comes together. Hmm. Tout it, baby. Tout it out. Do you boys want to uh, do the thing, and then we'll come back, and we'll do more things? Oh, yeah. I love the things. <sighs> do we want to take a commercial? It's already 840. I would. Li- I got to pee, man. Yeah. All right. I, then, I, uh, I bailed, I will... I'm so sorry. I bailed a minute earlier. I, couldn't, I was literally going to explode. <laughs> That's all right. Then, uh, yeah, when we come back, we're going to rip through everything else because it's fucking late. Yeah, we'll shit. just cover some news, some notes. We'll do some bullshitting, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. There you go. I like it. But boys, 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 we can't do anything until we do what we always do around this time, right? Hmm. What does that say? Back after this. We know you love shopping at Amazon. And we also know you love listening to The Shining Wizards. That's why you're hearing this commercial right now. But were you aware that you could combine the two, do all your shopping, and support the show at the same time? Well, of course you can. Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and make your purchases the way you normally would. You're going to get the same great low prices, and a portion of whatever you purchase is going to go to support the Shining Wizards. How great is that? You, by purchasing anything that you normally would anyway, is going to support us. That's a win-win in my book. So from now on, when you shop at Amazon, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com or click the banner on our website and do all of your shopping with the Shining Wizards. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact play of Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Dot com. 
Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your hosts of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Horns up! This is Rock from Radioactive Metal. Join Snowy, Kareem, Aaron, and myself right here on the Shining Wizards Network every Friday for your weekly metal fix. We talk to all your favorite artists, cover all the latest metal news, cover all the latest releases, and feature brand new unsigned bands. So sit back, grab a beer, download the latest episode, and always remember, it's not metal unless it's radioactive metal. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Roadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, no, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, hey, hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Absolutely, mate. Take it easy. It's with a K, you cocksucker. All right, we're back from our break, and we're going to take this time to thank those that support the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. And you can do that out there in listener land for as little as $1 a month. Head over to patreon.com slash wizards podcast. Uh, and for $1 a month, you can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. For $3 a month, you get our bonus content, our watch alongs, uh, three extra shows a month. Uh, for $5 a month, we'll plug your social media and your websites. $10 a month, you get a box of wizardry. Uh, and that usually includes t shirts, DVDs, um, brawlers, uh, wrestling magazines, um, stickers, Lots of goodies. Lots coasters. Of goodies. There's everything. Literally whatever I can find 
uh, goes in there, and it's well over a $10 value. Uh, and as you go higher up in the tiers, you get more perks. If you do $20, you get a bigger box of wizardry. Uh, so at this time, we're going to thank those that support the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards, uh, flanked by Manny Kratzo, the king of the Shining Wizards. The other half of the Sign Girls, Christine Friesendorf, uh, her tag team partner, Kathy Hummer. If you don't know, now you know. I, Matt, I'm yeah. sorry, not to, not to steal Mark Peroni's getting I think it's uh, someone's one of their birthdays, I think. Yeah, you put the card before the horse, dude. We'll get there. We'll get there. We got a birthday on the Shining Wizards uh, Patreon producer list. Anthony and Danny Russinello, the AOP of the SWP. Ryan Arthur over at Elementary Brewery, elementary.com. If you're in the North Jersey area and you want to support local businesses, check out Elementary, A-L-E-M-E-N-T-A-R-Y.com. Sean Toe, Sean Calejo, Ryan Schlong, uh, Brett Simonello. What do you hear? What do you say? Uh, Catherine Hensler over at ondeckic.com. Also host of the Wednesday night podcast here on the Shining Wizards Network that I will no longer be a part of after a couple weeks. Um, the What's Wait, Good what? with Kevin Gill. And she does Pick a Vinyl, which is a music gimmick that she does. She does. She's a podcast whore. Um, but yep. she's good at it. She's a good podcast whore. Uh, Matt Garifo, oh. no relationship to the K. JG. Uh, Maddie Mellinger. Uh, Mark Parloni. Mark. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. There we go. Uh, Kenny Hawsey, the Scotch Drinkmore of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. I'm sure he's thrilled with who won the American side of the AEW Women's Division. Spoilers. No spoilers. I'm not spoiling shit. Uh, Jay Cop, the big cop of pump, the only thing worthy of listening to on the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Uh, Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock. Michael Hammond. David Henry Bauer III, his pal Antonio Hosserman, makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, Matthew Birch, uh, the Bergman, the LeBron James of Mattel Elite Figure Collecting. Uh, we actually have a real birthday. Miss Carrie Cowling. Carrie, happy birthday. Happy oh, birthday, yeah. Carrie. We, uh, oh, yeah, her birthday as well. Super excited to hear that you got your Shining Wizards t-shirt that you purchased from us. Send uh, pics. Yeah, please send pics. Hopefully it's a very happy birthday, even though we're in quarantine. But do the best. Have a good time. Celebrate like you're 21. She posted uh, a little something ski. And last but certainly not least, Mr. William Mercia Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, brother. I know what you guys mean. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows what we mean, baby. All right. So what do we got to cover tonight? We got a lot of shit yet we got to get into because oh. time's ticking. I don't feel like doing the show. Until Tony, we got another three hours left, baby. Oh, do we have a lot to cover? I don't think we have a ton to cover. We covered a lot with Vince again at Vince Averill on Twitter uh, at we watch w podcast and Mac uh, matt mccarthy is at mccarthy redhead on all forms of yes. social media and i believe he used to be a uh, a writer for the wwe too so a lot of fun insight on the uh, we watch wrestling podcast something we didn't talk about with vince uh and i haven't really heard your guys takes on this so uh we'll talk about it paul white aew well. It's the Paul White. We can't do that anymore. It's the Paul White. Well, we could still do it. How do you guys feel about uh, this? 
first of all, for so many people that have their finger pulses on the world of professional wrestling and spoilers finger. that come out, what'd I say? Finger pulses. Finger pulses. Finger on the pulse of the, the business. Straight up finger pulse. Listen, he, he saves the breath. He cut right to the chase. No, because I, I start to, when it, we start to go long, I try and speed things up. It's my own fault. I do this to myself. And the margaritas oh. don't help. Well, you did it. There you go. Nobody saw this coming. No one. No, I don't think anyone anywhere saw this coming. I listened to part of an interview with Ric Flair, and Ric Flair was like, I was talking to Paul the other just a couple days ago, and he didn't say a thing about it to me. So I don't know why he was keeping it under wraps, but, yeah, no, literally nobody knew. Part of me feels like it happened so fast, and he was just so upset about what his potential new offer could have been for his contract. So, like, like I mean, I don't think – so here's the thing. The magnitude of it isn't insane, but it's just his longevity with WWE makes it like, and his loyalty there and his, that's what makes it like, like, like knock your hat off. Astonishing that he's going somewhere else and not, uh, he might go back, but not, uh, not saying with WWE is like mind blowing to me for him. Yeah, I, I get that point. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like it it, no, it, it doesn't move the rate. I don't think it moves the needle at all. But no, he, I mean, and his worth, we'll have to see. Would I have pegged him for doing commentary on another show that AEW is putting it out? Uh, no, not not in a hundred years. He's gonna work at some point. He's gonna be a wrestler again. Look, if they give us that matchup against Shaq that we never got, I'm a hundred percent down for that. <laughs> Shaq moves the fucking needle for AEW. So if you got a if you got a Paul White uh, Shaquille O'Neal matchup, I'm there. Is make, that sarcasm? I can't tell if that's sarcasm. No, hundred percent, I'm in. And make fucking Jade Cargill the referee, and I'm a thousand percent in. Hundred thousand percent, Kevin. Matt, your take. Uh, I thought I said my piece Wednesday night. Uh, on that show but you don't have to tune into that show for much longer you can get all your information here on the monday night show um well just the clock's ticking you know how it gets with me the schedule gets busy and then you know uh like kevin you are the glue that holds this show together right i am the glue i am the glue that holds that show together (laughs) that's the biggest that one too kev that's the biggest biggest lie and no one no one listening even believes that i don't know Kevin. you got pretty good you i think you have better attendance than me and tony Oh, no, I haven't missed the show, that's for sure. Right, so you're the glue. Yeah, but I don't, you guys do way more than I do. Um, But I said my, I I don't see how this could be bad in any aspect. Agreed. But does that necessarily mean that it can be good in any aspect either? Or does or does Big Show just become another another guy that went to AEW? Look, well, Tony, if it's something's not bad, what is it? It doesn't have to be good. But it, it doesn't make it a negative. It either makes it an equal or a positive. Do you know? Do you? Yeah. All right. Fine. Do you have a candy bar that like you oh, wouldn't yeah. go out of your way to buy, but if it was in grandma's tray at the house, you would, if you know, grab it and eat it. That's that's big show in AEW. Sure. You went to bed Tuesday night and you didn't have a big show and you woke up and you have a big show and you're better for well, it. That's actually a way better analogy than I thought you were going to come up. You know, with. that's like when I go out on the truck and I do an event and we do like four hundred dollars in sales better than zero. We had nothing if we didn't go out. But how much did you spend on sales? 
or how much did you spend to get there or not, all that stuff? Not much. Usually it's not much. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, we did a live show. We broke even, but we had a good time doing it. Like, I don't, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people see it as like a, a it's going to like, ooh, like they did it on a Wednesday because they were going to, they wanted to get eyes on Dynamite, right? You got AEW trending. You got Paul Paul White trending. You know, yeah, but didn't they announce it on social media before that? They did a Wednesday morning. Yeah, before Dynamite. No? Yeah, but that's what well, I that's mean. The you point. get AEW is now on the tip of everybody's tongue. Yeah, but so he that... wasn't on Dynamite. <laughs> but P- I bet you people tuned in, Tony. People who don't have their fucking finger on the pulse, they don't spend all day on Twitter. They don't have an <laughs> awesome disc. They don't have an awesome Discord like we have, where people the are only... chatting it up. Fair enough. The only the only bad thing that I that I do see is that there's another show AEW is giving us, which is not that second show that they've been promising for a year. So now we're pretty much staring down the barrel of four AEW shows a week. And if you put that all together with being the elite with Sammy's vlog, that's an awful. But those lot aren't look. AEW. You don't you don't have to watch those shows unless you don't want to. That's not must see TV. Yeah, but a lot of the shit that goes on on Dark winds up like counting for the standings and they mention it every week. And then that's how you get like a tag team showing up and they're like, oh, they're the number two tag team. Well, I haven't seen these guys before because I don't watch Dark. Well, then you can, but you can go back and watch it. That's a decent point by Tony, by the way. I'm not saying it's not. I I agree. I agree with Matt more, but Tony's point definitely holds water. You can also take the two hour dark that seems like it goes on forever and split it up and make one hour that Monday night show and the other hour that Tuesday night show. Fair enough. Fair enough. But my point being, there was a lot of wrestling that happened this week and MLW wasn't even on for new programming programming. It was a repeat. So that was an hour I didn't have to watch. But still, if I wanted to watch everything on New Japan, which I didn't get to do, if I wanted to watch AEW, I tried watching Raw. I barely finished that today, and that's a three-hour show. Forget SmackDown. That's an awful lot to try to get through in a fucking week, dude. No, that's and you didn't even lot. mention Impact or Ring of Honor. There's, it goes to my point even more. And now you see every, every company seems to have like a, a quote-unquote special like every week. So you have those as well, like where it's not just their weekly show, it's another event. Like Impact doesn't have a pay-per-view till April, but every, you know, two weeks or three weeks they have a special on Impact Plus. Yeah. So like, now if if NWA comes back, if MLW starts running more consistently, that's another two hours of wrestling I gotta cram in somewhere. Well, th- well this is the point that I kind of brought up during our, our time with, with Vince. It's like, God, like is this a it's it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. It's it's a blessing if you try to watch everything. Yeah, well, yeah. It's a curse if you try to watch everything. It's a blessing if you know how to pick and choose what you want. You know. Well, that's the thing. It's what you you you. It look. We went from when we started this podcast, we had two shows we could watch: WWE or Impact. Mm. That was it, right? Yeah, yeah. that was ROH it. Didn't have TV then. Well, and, there was also Pro Wrestling Syndicate. Sure. Look, if you wanted to find something. You could find wrong, that's the, the thing. Way. If you want it, you'll find it. Yeah. I choose to watch New Japan over WWE. I won't watch Raw. I won't watch SmackDown. The, see, that's the one saving grace about WWE. You have three different brands to choose from. With AEW, everybody's kind of under the same umbrella, you know? Now, and, yeah. and granted, oh, sorry, yeah. Tony, to cut you off. Go to ahead. your point, Tony, it is impossible. For me, I can't watch it. I I still I want to watch wanted to watch NXT. I want to watch Impact. I don't have enough time in the fucking week. Yeah, no, exactly my point. It's tough. 
it's tough. It's not a bad problem to have, but it's still a problem. It's a problem to have if you feel like you need to watch everything. If you're well, I mean, just a, if you're a fan and you can just watch what you want, then it's not a problem whatsoever. Look, if but it's like for people eight, like us and Vince and all these guys that do hundred percent exactly, it's exactly tough. We have yep, it's tough. And I and I don't want to be like oh I'm just like the MLW guy. Like I want to watch everything that I can to par- participate and you know give give my thoughts on stuff, but. especially if there's other things in life that you enjoy like as lame as it could possibly be like if i enjoy though (laughs) no what's that it's not though kev like you like hockey baseball season's right on the horizon for me there's only so much wrestling i can be like babe i'm gonna like last night i was like i want to watch this new japan show she's like okay i can do some beating like there's only so many times my wife beating beating yeah you didn't see the the Jim Ross, oh, I she thought made? you said beating. I was like, what the fuck is your yeah, wife? That's what I thought you said. No, beating, beating. I realized what you meant. Like, there's only me. so many times I could be like, oh, can I sneak in a wrestling show? Like, everything else yeah. is like, I have to do it Monday. I have to do it when she's at work. I have to do it when she's not around. Like, as lame as this sounds, I really enjoy watching the Michael K show every single day. Oh, we know. And, we see the tweet. And I enjoy tweeting it every single day. And we know we see the tweets. I know. And if it's just something that I enjoy as lame as it might be, it's something I enjoy to do. That's four it's, hours of your day, you know, I like know it's, it's not lame, not lame at all. But so, yeah. I, as I, this, I, I watched impact. I watched AEW. I I'll probably catch up. I'll, we'll, we'll probably be able to watch an hour and a half left of raw. Maybe Bobby Lashley will be the new world champion by the end of the night. Who knows? Oh fuck. I have to watch raw again this week. Wow. I'll, 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 if NWA Power comes back, I'll watch that because I enjoyed that show. I can't wait to watch it. I'll watch the shit out of NWA. Power. Some shows you just, and it's just like, oh my God, I forgot to watch like ROH. Like, oh man, I don't watch ROH. Like, it's tough. Oh, brother. All right. So that's our opinion on too much wrestling. What else we got, man? Uh, oh, you boy. will see Paul White on TV this Wednesday night. It'll be the first time since January 1st, ni- uh, excuse me, January 11th. 1999 where he was on uh tv and it wasn't under a wwe banner let's see who that means whatever time he comes on 30 seconds later taz is gonna come out and go brother because taz fucks with the old wwe guys that's what he does i want to see if kevin can guess who he lost to on his last nitro appearance his last nitro appearance i probably can his last pay-per-view appearance was ddp i feel like wait Uh, wait wait wait. don't i i want to say lex luger no. No? All right. Kevin, DDP, Starcade 1998, you are right. Tony, his last dark match, uh, he lost to Lex Luger in 10 seconds. Oh, dark match? What was no, his no. last? His last TV match was Kevin Nash. Was that was that after he got powerbombed? It was on Nitro, so go back it and watch it. It might have been. It might have been like after he got dropped on his fucking Well, head. I mean, he may have gotten powerbombed, but it wasn't It wasn't the powerbomb. Lex Luger, how about that? I got one right. Uh, Tony, I'm not going to lie. Pretty impressive. I know. I Yeah, I knew DDP was his last pay-per-view match. Now, so. was it was it the loaded forearm or was it the torture rack that put him away? I didn't even know WCW Saturday Night did dark matches, so I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. This is a Saturday night? He, he said Nitro. No. Okay. Everyone relax. Luger was a dark match on Saturday Night Main Event, and then his next match was his Kevin Nash loss on Nitro. Oh, okay. 
I was close. No, you were right there, Tony. The ballpark. You were right there. Uh, so Monday night, starting next Monday, 7 p.m., uh, YouTube, AEW Dark Elevation with Paul White and Tony Schiavone, but you won't be watching that. You'll be listening to us, so... Uh, that's right. You're not, miss, you're not missing. So now, anything. now we're competing with two wrestling, three wrestling shows. Um, Dynamite this week is Crossroads. We talked about it before. The big uh, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Jade Cargill against Cody and Red Velvet. Can't fucking wait. I'm actually pretty stoked about this. To be and honest. then uh, we got picks this weekend, boys, for Revolution. Oh boy! And it's a fucking loaded card. This might be the wildest card I've ever seen in my life. We have a casino tag team royale. Oh, we're going through this now? All right. We don't have to make the picks. I'm just going to go down your, your... I mean, I'm pretty sure the card is set. I don't see them yeah. adding anything else. But uh, the except, go home is always huge. Yes. Um, and this will involve uh, a ton of tag teams. Bear Country, Reynolds and Silver, Evil and Uno. Uh, Evil and Uno. Evil and <laughs> Stu Grayson. Uh, Ortiz and Santana, the Butcher and the Blade, Private Party, and Top Flight. Where's the acclaimed in this? Why aren't they in this? Are they? Do they have a match? Your boy Max Caster is wrestling uh, Preston Vance Wednesday night for a spot in the ladder match. There's a ladder match. There's a six-man ladder match. Winner gets the title shot at the TNT Championship. Ah, that's now, right. Is, it, yeah. is this a briefcase gimmick, or is this going to be like where you're booked at the next pay-per-view? You're going to win. Or do we not know this? They yet? have not said yet. They have not announced all six participants. Can't, please, AEW, be better than this. Don't fucking have some jackass <laughs> running around with a fucking briefcase. Come on. Be better. Be better. I have faith. Um, Karashita will defend her AEW Women's Championship against the winner of Wednesday night's match between uh, Rio Mizunami. And, and whoever wins Thunder Rosa and Oh, Rose. I already know who won. No, 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 no. Don't do say that it. shit. Come say on. Say it. Say Don't it. Do that shit. I will say a lot of people Not won't that. be happy. No happiness this, there. This is why the Wednesday night show hates you and why you're fucking leaving. This is why. And now I'm leaving because like I get this. paid to work, not fucking sit around and talk about fucking dark until fucking one o'clock in the morning. You know, I seem to remember something like 49 weeks ago. You guys were like, oh, let's get together. Let's do this. It'll be a fun time. And now you guys have sponsorships and you have commentaries and you have a Discord. You know how long? First of all, we have a Discord. They're just part of the Discord. So don't get I that I understand, twisted. but they're they're an integral part of the Discord. Sure they are. But, no? but 49 but. weeks is a long fucking time. All right. Well, when you don't fucking know how to end a show, that's what happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, Look, you can't do two, three hours. You can't even do Wednesdays two, are tough for me, man. I work all day. I come home. I shit. I shower. I have to eat dinner with my wife. Then I have to watch probably the last 20 minutes of Dynamite. And I bullshit my way through the fucking show like I did the first five years of this podcast talking about Monday Night Raw. That's right. For what? For my wife to be mad at me? For me to fucking go to bed at like 2 o'clock in the morning? If if I may volley against you, sir, there's oh. no reason you should have a three and a half hour yeah. recap show on a show that lasts less than two hours with commercials. And half of those commercials, they don't even wrestle through the breaks anyway. So come on. Man. But it's picture. But Tony, it's picture in picture. Yeah. <laughs> we're going picture in picture for everybody at home. Stay with us. Restaurant quality. Picture in picture. So, yeah. Unless one of those two can figure out how to fuck a recorder show, my time, my uh, lifespan Wednesday nights is, uh, is going away. Uh-huh. I, I don't I mean I don't feel bad for for Kate uh because she has like five other shows now to fall back on. Right. She's but, just you know, using us. 
Ant Money's brother bailed on him. Now you're bailing on him. It's like, what the fuck is he going to talk? God, Tony, the the heat. You're looking right now. Uh, Ant Money's brother. We kind of, it's the writing was on the wall. Every podcast. Squeeze them out, and now you're fucking. I didn't squeeze them out. Look, squeeze them out. They got. What happened to the other guy, Ryan Van Dam? He's still fucking sleeping, Ryan Van Winkle. All right. That's my gimmick for him, bro. All right. Look. They got the disclaimer when they signed up for a podcast with me. When life gets back to normal, I get fucking busy. My only day off is Monday. This is my number one priority. What? That's why Having, you love He's you. like, I, I have to have dinner with my wife. Not like I want to have dinner with my wife. No, it's nice to say I don't want to rush through fucking dinner. and dis- oh, I get it. My wife is lo- she fucking... She's kind enough to let me do this bullshit twice, three times a week sometimes. <laughs> Every day. Wow, you got a couple of simps in the fucking uh, Facebook chat. They're like, leave Matt alone. No, I'm not going to leave Matt alone. That's some shit. What is, hey, hey, to, question. What am I going to listen to on Thursday morning? Can Can you tell me? I don't know. What, what a fucking Conrad's 900 podcast? Yeah. Sure How about we love I wrestling? already do. You guys are slotted in nicely when I get up in the morning. So you're going to listen to We Watch Wrestling, all right? Oh, We Watch Wrestling. That's right. Don't, we love wrestling. Hey, what's a simp? A simp is somebody who shows affection to someone for like no other reason than they think they might get laid, I guess. Uh, you never heard like a, like like Hossie in the Discord. He's always putting like I'm a Jay. No, Carter no, I know, but I just I don't know what it means. It's like when people were started using the term Stan. Stan's like the male Karen, isn't it? Stan is like the stalker from that Eminem song. No, but Stan I think is just like the female is the, like the male cat. No, Stan uh, is like the stalk like. All the the fans are stands. It's also a great line in a Ben Fold song, "The Ascent of Stan." By the way, throw that out there. I'm glad you did because that was really weird. Yeah, well, someone well, fucking tell it. I've never heard of this. Give me Kevin is the glue. Kevin and is the, the glue, glue that ruins podcast chatter. Someone tell us what a simp and a stan is, so us old people know what the fuck is going on. I feel like I know what a simp is. Stan uh, is a Superman. Stan know. is a super. So what? He's in a fucking wheelchair. He can't ride a horse. Jesus Christ! Wait, who's saying who? Well, who said simp? Why don't they tell us who? Who? What a simp is? Whoever said it? All right, Young Bucks uh, and MJF uh, against Chris or MJF. <laughs> Perfect. Who? Matt. Who is your favorite Patreon supporter? That's a simp. There who is go. my? I don't have a favorite Patreon supporter. I love them all. They're all fantastic. Yeah, but you oh, like yeah. one more than the others. You kind of do. What do you do? He threw his notes on the floor. And now he bails on the show. What do you is mean? It, is it oh. Matthew Garifo? I'm looking at the list of Patreon supporters. Can I put myself in there? No, 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 no. no. Don't read names out loud. I don't want to blow up anybody's spot, but you should know. Come on, dude. Who's our simp? No, no forget it. Let's go. Move on. Who do, I, on. Have a, who do I want to bang? Guys, no, I got a he, list here. I my wife. <laughs> here. This is why shows don't fucking end in four hours. Whose shows? Fucking- Joe Mama shows. What, what are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I'm pissed now. The rails are not. We're not even off the rails. We can't even see the rails. All right. You want to hear the rest of this revolution card? Oh, yeah. Bucks Please. against MJF and Chris Jericho. Hangman you Page do. against Matt Hardy for the losers quarterly one 2021 earnings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Keep going. Team Taz against Sting and Dobby. Yeah, wonderful. Keep going. Uh, Miro and Kip against Orange Cassidy. Oh, even Shot fucking Taz. better. 
Are those assholes in the battle royal for the tag team gold? No, they're in a match against each other. Fucking idiots. Keep going. That's the. Sh- I just went through the that's whole it. show. And the barbed oh, wire. Oh, that's it? Beautiful. And the barbed wire exploding match. There's like eight matches we have to pick. Oh, boy. Oh, this is going to be. Uh, on the Thursday edition of The Observer, AEW President Tony Khan said he was interested in Zelina Vega. Highest rated episode we've ever done. By the way, Carrie Cowling's in the chat room. Happy birthday once again. Oh, our, Carrie, I'm your simp. <laughs> right? Is that what I am? Yes. Yes, you simp, are. Simp, uh, yeah, simp, said... simp, simp, simp. Everybody. Simp, simp. All right. We talked about dark. We talked about the women's stuff. We oh, talked man. about. There was no MLW, so give us uh, Ring of Honor real quick. Uh, Well, guess who's backstage at New Japan Strong? Marty, Marty Scroll. Yeah. Uh, they got a tight. I don't give it. I don't give a shit either way. I understand people are pissed off. I don't fucking care. They Whatever. got a tight Let lip a on a uh, tight lip on on the information there. So who knows what his storyline is? Uh, there is a New Japan Cup USA style with the first round match be- being Tom Lawler against DKC. Dick? And no DKC, the DKC. No, no Dr. dick to go. Kong? And uh, Rocky Romero Rocky against Kong, Rocky Romero is taking on who? Rocky Romero is taking on Leo Rush. Ooh, kind of liking that one. All right, uh, so let me ask you this. MLW and AAA titles, are they merged, or is Leo Rush just hold both of them? You I guess know that? he holds both of them for now. They didn't okay. really say anything about them merging, so I would say, yeah, he just holds both of them. Okay. All right. Just That was literally just an off-the-wall question that I just happened oh, to have. Fair question. Yeah. Uh, if you watch Kenta and Mox... Uh, and you didn't watch the whole show, watch fucking Dickinson, Ren Narita. I got to go back and watch that. I did watch the Moxley match. Uh, kind of surprised with the ending, but good match. I enjoyed yeah. the shit out of it. Dickinson, if he's not, if you don't already consider what he's done blowing up, Dickinson's going to be blowing up. Like, up. Like, he'll be a regular in, like, New Japan all the time, I feel like. Absolutely. And he still has that upcoming match with Mike Bennett for the uh, United Networks uh, Championship. Yes, he does. Pull out of multiples. Yes, he does. Uh, New Japan Cup is on the horizon. That starts March 4th at the 49th anniversary show. Abushi yeah. defends his double championships or his one championship against El Desperado. Wait, Abushi? Uh, Abushi. Oh, Abushi. Okay, okay. Not Bushi. Abushi. Wait. El Desperado's got two belts already, though, doesn't El he? Des- no, he was. I don't know why he he does have two belts. Yes. He has the tag, the junior tag team championship, and the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Yes, that's right. Hell of a triple, hell, hell of a triple threat. I did not see the tag title match though yet. Tag title match is on Road to Castle Attack, but it's a good match. I know you got a shitload of stuff you want to watch, but go but that triple way. threat was pretty good. The way they told the story with his mask getting pulled off and shit, good stuff. Good I'm a stuff. big El Desperado simp, so. Right? Mm. No? Stan. I don't know. Stan. Stan. Yeah, yeah. Stan. Stan. Do I stan guys? Do I simp girls? Doesn't matter. All right. We're doing it all. EC3 is signed to Ring of Honor. He is no longer a free agent. We have new Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. If you have not watched ROH TV this week, Championships Week, I'm going to give you a couple seconds to turn off the podcast. Beep, boop, boop. All right. 
Oh, spoiler alert. Kenny King. It's not a spoiler. The episode's been out since Saturday, but I know a couple of our listeners. It's not a spoiler. It's a fact of life. I know a couple of our listeners don't get to it till later in the week, so I want to make sure they have time to tune oh. out. All right, come on, tell us. Kenny King and Dragon Lee beat Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. What? They use shenanigans in a pure rule, pure rules match. They use a closed fist. <gasps> after after Jay Lethal accidentally knocked Amy Rose out with a dive to the outside, the referee was distracted. Closed fist. What kind of world are we living in in pro wrestling where a closed fist is legal? He well, clocked Roman him Reigns hard. Roman has been using a closed fist for fucking years now. So it's, it's so bad. And I, then I, that I, motherfucker, Kenny King, calling Kenny King, King out. He fucking turned his back on his little brother, Shane Taylor, and he fucking blasted him with a chair. Help that piece of shit Roosh retain his Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. Roosh is kind of a dick, no? It was a really good match. And now Los Ingranobles, uh, Faccionone, whatever. They have the tag mm. titles, they have the TV title, and they have the world title. They're like a modern-day version of the Four Horsemen, aren't the they? The foundation's coming for them. Oh, fuck. Mm. Well, doesn't Shane Taylor and uh, his, his posse have the, the, uh, the six-man belts? They do have the six-man tag titles. Like that. Uh, WWE announced they're kicking off a collaboration with the A&E Network. Yep. So we're getting yeah. Biography, we're getting WWE yeah. Legends, and we're yeah. getting uh, Most Wanted Treasures. Ooh, is that going to be like vault stuff? Yeah. No. Ooh. Wait, what? Wait, isn't most wanted treasures where they go to like f- super fans' houses? And- yes, Stephanie and Triple H do that, right? I remember reading about that shit a while ago. Well, there's there's two there's two different shows because one of them was like the one where there was like merchant like 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 Andre the Giant's like boots or something like that, and then like Sheamus was supposed to be the host, but then COVID canceled that. So the most wanted treasures is like the treasure trove of like either super fans collections or actual wrestlers stuff that they own themselves. Uh, the nine episodes will focus on a, the two, the two being uh, triple H and Stephanie leading a team of collectors, superstars and legends as they investigate and negotiate bid and travel across the country to hunt down and reclaim some of the most elusive yes. WWE collectibles like Kane's original mask, Ric Flair's butterfly robe, Andre the Giant's passport and Andy Kaufman's neck brace. I think Conrad owns all of those things. They might as well just fucking put a tent out in front of his fucking house and just stay there for months at a time. <laughs> might as well. The fucking guy owns like half of pro wrestling. He might even have like fucking old ECW wrestlers in his basement. What's Perry Saturn been up to lately? Good I got basement. him downstairs. He's ch- chained up to my fucking radiator. Basements. Uh, they announced the uh, the group, the largest group ever, the performance centers. Obviously, we talked about this a couple yeah. weeks ago. Ty Valkyrie, uh, Rick Steiner's son. Uh, Bronson. Bronson. Bronson's all over the fucking jacked workouts on uh, DDP Yoga, by the way. He's a big motherfucker. Just saying. Uh, yeah. Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks is official for WrestleMania 30. You see that shit? That's fucking jacked, bro, right there. Look I haven't done shit. yoga in about a week and a half because I fucked up my elbow. <sighs> fucking too much of this or too no, much of this? Not with my left hand. Oh, oh, you switch off. I guess. Too much beating. Oh. Too much. Matt, I'm watching Matt, Matt beads off. <laughs> Uh, Tony Storm is going to get her shot at Io Shirai oh, uh, on the March 10th episode of NXT. 
So you should have said Io Shirai will be winning against Tony Storm on the next NXT. Hey, you never know. Uh, Kevin, what do you got from Impact for us? Anything good? Uh, the, uh, to, to make a long story short, I think the, the biggest takeaway from Impact was the rise and how much confidence they have in Jake something. Uh, it, it won the title match, uh, not table match, I'm sorry, against uh, his former cousin Cody Dina. Cody, D- Cody Dina. Uh, and then you know, Moose came out and beat him up, and then Jake, uh, Jake something comes back and wants a match, and he gets a match later on. Uh, and I think they see a whole lot in Cody Deaner. Of course, the other uh, takeaway, especially from a personal standpoint, would be the the, the Matt Cardona, uh, Eddie Edwards, uh, Brian Myers uh, thing going on there, where uh, you know, eye for an eye match, yada yada yada. But I think the biggest takeaway, and I'll leave it just at this because I think it's very important. Other than like maybe like the women's tag match and and stuff like that, is that Jake something is going to be a major player? And Matt, I know that you've uh, expressed your your feelings about how Jake is going to be a big star, and I agree. And I think this was the first step in that. Uh, and TNA World Championship is now a recognized title. So, and this is something that I never knew. Apparently, there were plans to have a second show for. Impact as well, where it was going to be Impact Wrestling and TNA Wrestling, both on Access TV. That's crazy. See, I thought the whole reasoning behind the TNA Championship was when the belt was tied up with uh, with what's or nuts in uh, Mexico that they needed somebody to step up and be a champion. I didn't realize they were going to do two shows. That's pretty wild. I literally read that maybe like a couple days ago and just was like, "What? That's a thing!" Like, that's, I don't know if it's still. I don't know if it's still in the plans, but the fact that now Moose's TNA championship is recognized as a world championship is it's it's weird still under the same well are they are they having a match for rich swan's title coming up soon yes so if moose wins then i guess it's all kind of a moot point maybe a moose point there you go (laughs) uh (laughs) unless it's not like I don't know. Like I don't know. Maybe we maybe we got the uh, the Ibushi situation all over again with Moose carrying around two belts, saying he wants to unify him. I don't know. Well, but, uh, again, Impact, fun watch. Uh, my favorite wrestling show of the week. I watch it every single week, and I love it. And it's uh, it's great. Like Fala's there, Johnny Swinger, Daddy, he's there. Uh, Susan, Ty, uh, not Tyback, uh, Kimberly, Diana Prazi. The women's division is uh, is on fire. Uh, you have so much great stuff that I can talk about for a long time, but I know we're running late. So uh, just a great show. Eric Young, Violent by Design. New t-shirt shot, by the way, which I would definitely be picking up. Rohi, hey, come on. Kev, I know you like uh, talking about Impact. Uh, and since Matt's leaving Wednesday nights, uh, maybe you can make it a uh, an Impact uh, recap show. Just, you know. Maybe. Uh, listen, I kind of I kind of am feeling it out. It's just that, like, Matt. Listen, with Kate doing five podcasts now, I'm sure she could squeeze another couple hours in to do a sixth. I mean, she is a professional broadcaster. That's a very good point. You know, just saying. Matt, what else we got? Uh, I guess we touched on it earlier. The unfortunate news of the question mark, uh, Joseph Hudson, uh, known as Josephus, and the question mark. That's a a bummer. Yeah, that's, uh, I didn't, I don't. I didn't look and see if there's any more news. I just know he, he suddenly passed. Uh, I don't think there has been. He's got a kid, too. He's got a young kid, too. It really sucks. Well, the silver lining is they ran a GoFundMe, and it did not take long for them to c- crush it. 
smashed yeah. like yeah. way over it. Uh, I know Nick Aldis was behind it, uh, not behind it, but he was like tweeting it out there and Pushing a bunch of it. other people. So I guess the silver lining, you never want to lose uh, somebody in the industry, especially somebody this young with a family, but the, the wrestling community really stepped up and, and as terrible as, as it is for his family, at least they can have a little security knowing that, yeah, you know, they can, there's, there's the wrestling community gave back. Yeah, and I think it's even more than a GoFundMe. I think I believe I'm not sure if the two are related, but there's like a trust fund. There's something set up for him that might be uh, related, uh, set up for his his kid. And God, so much. How much time have we spent talking about Josephus on this podcast? Whether it's well, not really Josephus, because Josephus was a piece of shit. But the question mark was fucking awesome. Well, no, but both. I mean, I, I think we talked about Josephus a whole lot and just so much untapped potential. I don't even think he scratched the surface of how good he could have been. What what I what I did love is even when we had Aaron Stevens on and he you know he played the gimmick up to the hilt with us. Oh know? yeah, Kate oh yeah, I've, I've seen them together. Yeah, they're it's two oh. separate people. So, and and it's kind of cool. You don't. It, it's funny. It's tongue in cheek, but you don't see that kind of kayfabe. And if anybody deserved it, it was definitely him because the question mark was over his shit. That was such yeah. a great fucking gimmick. One Agreed. one of the main reasons I loved uh, NWA Power so much. I really so loved so it. was Josephus. That's not downplay that Josephus was. A, yeah, was but a Josephus story. was kind of a dick. I remember seeing him on NWA seventy. I'm like, oh, this fucking guy. He's coming out with Hollywood and the shaved head <laughs> woman, and he thinks he's gonna fuck with Tim Storm. It's like, come on, dude. Still funny. No, funny, yes, but you know he was a dick, and that was his role, and he played it well. So, not taking anything away from him. You ever see? Uh, there's video out of his celebration after he won the empty arena match with Tim storm where he's in the bar and he winds up getting drunk and he's like hitting on everybody. It's really funny shit. Yep. Really funny shit. If you can go out of your way to find that, please do. It's worth the watch. It's only a couple of minutes. Definitely worth it. But yeah, rest in peace, Josephus and uh, rest in peace. Question mark. And uh, I, I, I don't want to sound too harsh when I say this, but I hope they just don't ever bring the question. Like, he yeah, he played the question mark. Just let's not have yeah, like, a fucking. Let's no, I think no doink. Yeah, whole, you know, no stupid shit like that. No, no, no. I don't think they would. I think I think the whole thing probably played its course when uh, they did the uh, the JD Kratos thing. You know, I think just mentioning that he was the question mark is enough to say that it's it's done. Just like yeah. when 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 Matt Bourne passed away, they you know they didn't say that Matt Bourne was doink. You know what I'm saying? So like I think this is uh, unfortunately. Uh, funny character, but and I'm sure Aaron Stevens wouldn't want it any other way. Just let it, let question glad, mark lie with with Josephus. Glad to have known that character because that yeah. character was a huge part of NWA Power. Exactly, good stuff, Matt. What else we got? Uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling's Champion Carnival Tournament takes place April 9th to May third. Uh, I just wrote this down, copied and pasted because I'm trying to. Uh, I feel like I need to know everything wrestling related. So I'm gonna, we're, we're diving into all Japan now. I'm going to tell you, I watched that match with Muda and Go Shizaki. I didn't think it was as bad as you thought it was. Muda definitely has lost a few steps. He did show signs of fire. A couple of things that were sloppy here and there, but not a terrible match. And I give him credit. He still knows how to tell a great story, and he did the moves when he needed to do them. Very surprised at the win, but I didn't hate it. I'll be honest with you. I didn't hate it. What do you think of the commentary team? The two British guys, they made it sound like it was. They, listen, One of them the, sounded Australian. 
Oh, were they Australian? I, I haven't can't. the slightest idea. They made it sound a lot more important than it was. There were a couple of times where it was like, I felt like they were pushing over the top. It's like, yeah, 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 I get it. Uh, a couple of times also when it was like, a, like an important part of the match, they kind of seemed to downplay it. Eh, whatever. I, I'm not invested in those guys, so I couldn't give a fuck. Well, this <laughs> is who's in the uh, the champion carnival this year. Uh, the AGP, AJPW Triple Crown champion, uh, Suwama. Suwama. Uh, Zeus. Carnival have like a different meaning somewhere else because it just. <laughs> no, there's clowns and peanuts and okay. acrobats. And... I think it's like their G1. Like, what, yeah, the the carnival? carnival? They used champion to call it the Carnival Tournament. Oh, yeah. Some shit like that. The merry uh, Kento Miyahara, uh, Shuji Ishi- Ishikawa. Oh, yeah. Matt just does this so he could try to pronounce names wrong. No, Jake Lee. I got that oh. one. <laughs> Yuma Ayog. Ayoga. Oh, yeah. Shotaro Ashino. Mm-hmm. Koji Do. Koji Do? Koji Do. Uh, is Gabriel Kidd in this? No, but Gabriel Kidd is in the New Japan Cup. Oh. Uh, Koi Sato. Oh, yeah. The elite. Is fucking Koi still around? Shinji, Shinjiro Otani. <laughs> Shinjiro sure, Otani, Ko- I recognize. He must be old as dirt, too. Sure, that's not Koi Kingston? No, no, Cody Kingston here. Ten men, ten men in there. Uh, another wrestling news: Cyber Fight will be an interpromotional event taking place in Japan. Uh, under this umbrella will be Pro Wrestling Noah, DDT, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, and Gone Bar Pro. Gone, Matt, Matt, I can't. I Matt, can't you want to go for a drink? Where'd you go? I got. I can't bar. do this, Matt. I, I can't talk. I what don't is know. This? The, I don't you... know the enunciation of Gone Bar Pro. No, but what is, what, is, what are the words that you are saying? I don't Cyber know Fight is going to be like a super <laughs> Japanese show where the GHC World Heavyweight Champion, uh, Keiji Muto, the KOD Openweight Champion, Jun Akiyami, uh, and oh, the Princess yeah, Akiyama. These, names. these well, guys have to be so old. Yeah, June they're Akiyama's both, they're both pushing too. 60. Jesus. Uh, and the Princess. Akiyama was my go-to virtual pro wrestling two guy. Uh, and the Princess of Princess Championships will all be defended at the Super Show taking place June 6th at the Cyber Fight Festival 2021. Great. More shit we have to hear about in the Joshi chat. Oh, are we doing picks or what? Uh, <laughs> Kelly Klein is suing everybody. Uh, Tony's Tony's buddy, Kelly Klein, old donut hole, as you referred to donut her. Belly. Oh, she's suing her. Ring of Honor. She's suing Sinclair, Sinclair Broadcasting. And uh, Delirious and Jay Lethal. <laughs> and she's suing Jay Lethal. Koei Kingston, too, I heard. Uh, she's seeking 75 she's grand. <laughs> I'm not, I can't do that. I can't laugh at that. I, did. I'm in love with her. Uh, and then I Either guess one. the last note I have, it was noted this past Saturday on the Dave Meltzer report that Jim Crockett Jr. is in grave condition. You know, it's it's really sad. The only the only saving grace out of this is that somebody like Conrad stepped up and actually got a great interview with him. It's only available on the Patreon, I guess, ad-free shows or whatever. Ad-freeshows.com, but he yeah. sat down with Jim Crockett Jr. for like six or seven hours. And all that audio is going to be out there. And I know, yes, he's very sick right now. And, uh, you know, who knows who knows what the consequence is going to be. But we need things like this to preserve the past of wrestling. Like, where else are you going to get fucking six or seven hours with Jim Crockett Jr.? 
You know what I'm saying? He like, how the, would you uh, know what the stories about what's going through his mind as things happen? You know, you always hear from the boys or, you know, some of the talent, but you never you never get a good perspective like that. Didn't he get uh he did something with Jim Hurd, too. Right. Yes. A couple months ago. Yeah, he did. Godfather stuff. God bless Conrad Thompson and, you know, prayers and thoughts for uh, Jim Crockett Jr. Because that sucks. That's that's awful. Uh, next week. Next week. Oh, boy. Otto Von Clutch, the son oh, of Tombstone Jesus, joins the Shining Wizards at 7.15 p.m. Did Tony just, oh, fuck, Otto Von Clutch? He did. I don't know well, why. He said, first of all, the message he sent me was, I got better Wi-Fi than my shitty old man. So I was like, done. This kid's booked. It- here, here, here's the problem. Like, look, I'm sure, I'm sure Surfboard Otto is a good guy. However... He's, he's going to bury him before he even joins us on the he's, show. Hey, he's talking shit about his old man. And I follow these boys on social media and they got some recent pictures together doing some, doing some stuff out there in Utah. They look pretty chummy to me. Yeah. So I don't know what he's all pissed off about his old man about, but we got to find out. We got to get some answers. We're going to have a lot of questions next week for Otto all von I'm clutch. Saying. That's all I'm saying. We need some answers. We'll get them next week, buddy guy. All right. All right, you guys you got anything else? I'm done. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I have a list. No, we're not going to do that. What do you got? Save it. Give it to you us real do, fast. You want to do it? Let's do it. You know what? All right. Let's, let's do it. But, Kev, I got to do it right. Hold on. There you go, Kev. It's the floor is yours. Oh, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, over the, the history of professional wrestling, there's always been people that changed their gear, and it kind of makes you go like, Oh man, like that's not that's not who I know. That's not like the guy that I, I, I love watching. So this is a tribute to that. These are top five. And we're not talking about totally revamped gimmicks. These are top five wrestlers who have changed their gear from something from style to other styles. So we're saying like maybe from like trunks to tights or singlet to something else. That just changed their gear and you just never saw it coming. And when you did, it took you a while to get used to. So this is, uh, this, is, this is the list, boys. Gear that was changed by a, a superstar that you didn't really expect. And this, this covers all promotions? Yes. <laughs> Why is Matt laughing so hard? I can't wait for Tony to be outraged. Why? Do you know the answers? No, do I know? don't. But I know yeah. you're going you're gonna to say I... the first name, and then you're just going to throw yourself back in your chair. Huh. Again, I don't want to say these aren't like total like, uh, you know what? I'll let you guys just go. Let's just let's just. Roll All right, uh, I'll start. When Triple H changed to the biker shorts, not on the list, Tony. Wow, fuck this. Again, this could, you know what? That could be uh, the biker shorts were because he was hurt, so I don't really count that. It was more protection for his groin issues. Yin yangs. Uh, Macho Man going from the trunks to the long pants. Matt, you got the right guy, but you got the wrong switch. Wait, did wait? What did Matt say? What was Matt's answer? Jeez. Matt said trunks to long tights. I say, I say to. Oh, long this is tights. obvious now. And the shirt, no? Yes, is that it? Oh, That's we're including the shirt too. I'm not including the shirt in that. Wait, you're not? Tony, your answer is right. The shirt. The shirt. The, okay. 
He's not I, including I'm, the long tights. I'm not including just the switch from the three stars to the tights, only because I was a I was a baby boy when you know he was wearing three stars. So and, and, and there were there were parts of his career where he wore the tights with the shirt, and then there were other parts where he just wore the tights. And then I'm not. This is actually twofold. Actually, when he gets when he goes to WSW, goes back to the. The, the tights that was very bizarre as well so matt i mean tony that tony that's number three on the list savage from pants to shirts and pants back to pants again oh well i got i got one i got one what's well, it's not your you got one it's it's matt's turn no? i just want to kind of all right you want to okay. go, go, no, go, go ahead, tony the ultimate warrior going from trunks to a singlet that's an incredible guess that i didn't even think of Kevin, come on! No, no, Tony. That's that would be that would be on this list if I thought of it. So no, it's not on the list. But great, great job, Andre. Going from trunks to a singlet? No, sir. All right. Some uh, of these are going to be fugazi to you. I feel like, but to whom? I think one is blatantly obvious. I think actually two are blatantly obvious. One or two, I'm probably going to need to nudge you a little bit. <sighs> Cena going from tights to jorts? No, because Cena wasn't that over when he was in tights. All right, fair enough. No one was invested enough in Cena yet. Mm. Uh, one of I, right, you know what? I'm gonna give you a hint for number five. Number five was part of probably the greatest, one of the greatest tag teams of all time, and you would see him shopping in Hot Topic, and then when he turned heel, for the whatever fourth or fifth time. He changed his look. That's a hint for number five. Oh, no, it, it couldn't be. No. <sighs> hmm. This is not a guess on number five. Hogan going from the red and yellow to the black and white. Tony, do you have any music available at, uh, at all right now? No, you don't. Okay, that's no problem. I'll, I'll sing it. I'll sing Matt's praises because Matt, that is number one. Hulk Hogan, red and yellow, all of a sudden wearing long tights. Like, who would have ever thought in our wildest dreams you would see that as a wrestler? Uh, so, yes, Matt, that is number one. Hulk Hogan from trunks to tights. Wow. Number one. Tony? Matt? Or I, I guess we'll take anything at this point. Is this is this all W? Wait a minute! Oh, no, no, no! I one well, okay. One more is WCW. One is WWE. No, the last two are WWE. Number two is WCW. Number four is actually I probably should have switched that. Uh, number four is is WWE, and number five is WWE. How about the Legion of Doom switching to like the half trunk? God damn it, Tony! You're you're naming every single one I forgot about. Jesus. <laughs> no, on, that's... Man, my list is crushing better than Kevin's. You're you're totally you should have done this list. That's a great answer. Uh, uh but sir... technically te technically Hawk still wore tights, so uh Surfer Sting into Crow Sting. Alright, this is a terrible list. Um no, that's not on there, man. All right, uh, WCW is one of the big main event guys in the latter years of WCW. 
who was a big time star, but in mid card and tag team ranks. Mm. Again, these are just the ones that resonate to me, so I don't blame you for not necessarily getting them. And then four is a guy who will be in the main event or in a big time tag team match. But it's uh, not gimmick changes, It's, it's just aesthetics. I mean, the character change, but it's not like Undertaker going from, you know, dead man to dead man walking. You know what I mean? So it wouldn't be like Devin Storm to Crowbar. No, no, it wouldn't. Uh, one of them is part actually two of these guys are brothers tag teams hmm. is it Devon going from being Devon Dudley to the preacher no that's a completely revamped different person so I did not I thought about it did not include it other Ray going to bully Ray nope that's a different again a different person uh, Billy Gunn the ass man to Billy Gunn the one <laughs> nope <laughs> All the same type of gear. This is why we don't do the list. <laughs> this is such a good list, though. You'll when you, all right. You know what? I'll just read them, and then you guys will uh, understand. Stunning Steve to Stone Cold. No, no. All wait, right. Wait, so Zach, Zach Ryder with his half leg tights going. No, no. Tights. Stop it. Stop it. Number five is Matt Hardy when he turned heel against Jeff Jarrett and started wearing those long. Like purple and blue tights and uh all right, so that's that Yeah, that I've works. I've got no recollection. Barton Church. I think this one you guys will you guys will kick yourself for. Chris Jericho going from long tights to trunks. Later on. Well yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there was no did that that didn't look weird to you guys when he started wearing underwear? It it did. Um yeah, no, you're right. It did. It took some time. I wound up getting used to it, of course. But yeah, you're right. Because he wore long trunk, long trunks for uh, long tights for, for his long. entire career. And this is the second. And number two is the same exact kind of thing. It's from long tights to to trunks, which is Booker T. Harlem Heat forever. Uh-huh. With uh, you know, with long tights or even okay. the, the, the singlet. Oh, no, that that's fair. That's that's a good one. The only one that I probably could have left off for like any of the six that you mentioned, Tony, was Matt Hardy. Hogan, Savage, Booker, Jericho. Matt Hardy, I definitely could have left off. But it just resonated with me seeing him wearing actual tights after wearing like Jenkos for like twenty years or whatever it was. Yo, your boy Braden shit on your list. <laughs> Who? The Bergman? Yep. Decisive. I don't give a listen. This is why I can't do this. Is why, this is why I can't do that shit. This is why I can't do. <laughs> no, he's having fun. He's the one that was hoping that we were going to start doing games again because he was looking forward to the games. He said it's his favorite part of the show. Oh, he's a great Nelson. He's a great Twitter follow and a great Twitter guy. God, Kevin, relax. It's not that serious. I know oh, it's fun. serious. He's just having fun. He, see, he sees Matt getting all fired up. Oh, Matt, no, he's not fired up. He's just sitting there like a. With his right, DDP. fired up is wrong. Dejected might be the correct word. DDP, his DDP freaking wrestling buddy has more energy than him right now. Yeah, that's deflated. Well, I feel like good. Deflated Just, content I'm hanging out. I gotta go make a dinner next. That's All right, point. so I guess we're gonna be wrapping it up, aren't we? We got Autobahn Clutch next week. Big thanks to Vince Averill at Vince nice. Averill on the Twitter machine at Vince on Instagram at We Watch W podcast on the twitter machine uh we watch wrestling if you throw it in uh whatever any search engine 
that right. you listen to podcasts on. So it'll pop right up. New episodes every Wednesday at 316. Uh, check them out. They are much different than us. Uh, they don't necessarily dive into every promotion, every subject, everything. Uh, but they're very funny and entertaining, so check them out. Uh, an Autobahn tomorrow. Clutch next week. Tomorrow. 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 Valet 32 kicks off. Round one, part one begins. We've got the fallen, the uh, first lady region and the sensational region this week. No, wait, that's sorry. Strike that. Go the other way. The fallen angel region and the original diva region. 16 women compete this week. The other 16 women compete next week. Facebook, Twitter, 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 12 p.m., 2 p.m. East. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Each poll is up for two days. Vote. You can vote once in each spot. Pass it around. Our tournaments are always a lot of fun. I'm hoping yeah. this one's no exception. We're looking for the greatest valet of all time. It's the Valet 32 coming to you. Not wrestler, valet. Hey, valet, please. yeah, so get that out of you your know mind. These things, you know how they always turn out, though. You know they're always going to turn out differently than what we expect them to. This is, is this going to be a tough one because if you think about it, when you get down to the final four, it could be a lot of debate. Well, I, you know, and I kept it at 32 just to, like, you know, get it down to, like, that core. So this way, I'm hoping a lot of the matchups where you might think is a sure thing are not necessarily a sure thing, if that makes sense. Yep. So. I, you know, some of the first round matchups could be the toughest ones. Yes. And if you subscribe, I have the preview out for you on the podcast. So it should be in your feed now. Give you a little background information on the first 16 women in the tournament. So all that's go. there. And uh, there you go. I listened to it this afternoon. Very informative, Tony. Yeah, I'm glad bad, you buddy. enjoyed. You did a great I didn't job. Didn't stammer too much, did I? Solid 22 minutes to spend my day. All right. Well, that's all I got. That's it. All right. Follow us all on social media at yeah. Wizards Podcast. See you, Freakazoids, next week with Otto von Clutch. Oh yeah. <laughs>